Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Luke. And... Ralph. That's right. Ralph is back. Mm-hmm. Bitches. Anyway, this is episode number 165. We did not update that. There it is. Um, today's episode, obviously, we're going we're gonna to review three films. These three films were chosen by yours truly, Luke, with rhymes yeah. with, which rhymes with Duke. And I know he hates that. Those movies are going to be Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Obviously, a big-ass fucking movie in theaters right now. Um, and then we're going to review the final chapter of Clerks, Clerks 3, to be specific. Clerks 3 came out. Um, this is, has been a weird journey for these three movies. They're like the before trilogy because they wait a long-ass time. And the long-ass wait is part of the structure of the film. Um, we'll get more into that later. And then we're going to conclude our show with a review of Gags in New York, which came out 20 years ago. I cannot believe that movie is 20 years old. Um, Gags in New York... Uh, back then, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was not uh, made fun of the way he is today. <laughs> back then. <laughs> anyway, you can find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. Otherpodcast.com is where you can find everything we've done, marathon-wise, uh, you know, sequels to things. We've done a lot of – we've covered a lot of MCU stuff. This is our first Clerks review, though, so that's interesting. And um, so anyway, but you, there's a lot in there for you all to uncover. Um uh, otherwise, uh, Luke, how you been, man? Uh, I've been all right. Can't say I've been doing much. Uh, just uh, playing video games and reading some books. What should be reading besides the one? Because you, you mentioned two books last time. Oh, has it been any more? Yes, uh, I think I finished the ones. Uh, last thing I read was a memoir of Cliffy B. Okay, the guy who did the Unreal games and the Gears of War games. So nerd, a nerd. Book. Yes, nerd, nerd shit. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm actually reading another one called Masters of Doom, hmm. which is about John Romero and John Carmack. I don't know who that is. The guys who made Doom, the video game. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, some nerd culture shit, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tickles your fantasy. Yes. Fancy, I meant to say, but fantasy also works. It's not fantasy. It's it's real life. It's fantasy. Well, yeah, but it's about the no. people who make a fantasy. <laughs> make. Yeah. Um, shut up. You know what I mean. All right. Uh, otherwise, you said nothing much? Yeah. No, just working. Are you giving up for Turkey Day? What are you doing? Uh, working. I should open this by saying Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Because really, uh, it's. I mean, by the time the show comes out, of course, Thanksgiving will have been last week. Yeah. But we're recording the day before Thanksgiving. So uh, what are you doing? So you're working? Yeah, I'll be working. The whole day? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. You're like, fuck in, in exchange, I'll have like half a day off on Christmas Eve. That's how it works out with the uh, people I work with. Okay. Well, that works. Are you going to so, do anything for, are you going to do any shopping? I already did online. Yeah. <laughs> I got a. You're like I the got, fourth person who's told me that, by the way. I got like a stack of 10 4K D, uh, Blu-rays. Yes. I tried to look for that same deal. I couldn't find it. Um, for which one? I don't remember anymore. This was a two days ago i don't know um but yeah i might get some movies but i'm not gonna partake like usual i usually don't partake in much of it uh, usually i'm just getting the movies and only if they're 4k <laughs> yeah i guess so um and then 8k next year and so on um well right. you just can't you can't get the bit rates you know from a streaming service that you can with the 4k blu-ray that's true that's right here all right uh what about you Ralph? how you feeling 
Uh, you were gone last time. I was gone last time, yeah. For the first time, I think. It's been two weeks. How's it feel? Um, yeah, it feels better. I mean, in a weird way. Um, How many buttholes do you have now? Still the two. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I had to go back in, so it was you know, awesome, but not awesome at the same time, so... Right. Um, Anyways, besides that, I've been uh, watching a lot of uh, TV. Um, I assume you've been watching the matches, right? Yeah, uh, well, I was going to get to that too. I've been watching a lot of TV. I've been watching a lot of like just. I literally rewatched the whole show while I was basically in the hospital. From we watched what show? Uh, Hunter Hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. You told me. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good one. That's a good one to rewatch too. Yeah, I ended up watching it in English dub. Uh huh. And that was cool. Um, it was good? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The dub wasn't bad at all. And yeah. then I uh, ended up watching... Um, yeah, I've been watching lately this last week since Sunday. The World Cup started, so I kind of like randomly wake up. Because the, the earliest match is at 4 a.m. Yeah. And then it's... Yeah, it's really early. Yeah, it's, really four, early. it's 4, 7, 10, and 1, and one o'clock, sorry. Mm-hmm. So basically they give an hour break between matches. Yeah. Um. To clean the blood off the stadium, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they get the Japanese people to clean the stadium. God bless those Japanese people. <laughs> yeah, right. This is why Japan is awesome, and I have dreams about going. And they there. beat Germany too. And they Today. beat Germany. Right, right. That's really what that was crazy. Spain beat the gigantic. fuck out of Costa Rica. Damn, they beat the fuck out of them. Who? Uh, Spain also has a really young team. They're all like all young except for yeah. like, one or they two. Were, they were electric out there, man. They were. It was insane. It was like it was a slaughter. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, I was mad about Mexico v. Poland, though. Yeah, it should have ended in a better. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean, uh, Poland totally had that game. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, well, well, they put up a fight. That's all one, and we did not. Anyway, um, all right, right on. That's good. Uh, anything else you want to report? More mention? Uh, no. All right. So. On my end, same thing with the FIFA. I've been watching it uh, mainly, um, like uh, highlights. A few, a few of the I would watch a few, like ten to fifteen minutes of a national match when I could, um, because again, they start so early that I'm still awake, so I can watch a little bit. You know, um, that's pretty nice. It's kind of rare. For me. That's funny. They're so early uh, that you're still awake, but Ralph yeah. wakes up early just to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, so owl. yeah, the owl, the owl lives strong in me. Um, so I've been enjoying some of that. Like in the background, though, it's not like I'm a diehard anything. But like um, with sports, though, this is as close, as close as I get. This is my hard version of it, right? So um, I am interested. I love the the world coming together thing, even though FIFA is corrupt as fuck. Um, despite all that, I still like. How so? I don't know. I've seen. Um, yeah, no. It's there's some shady shit going on there. It's a lot of shady shit, and they're not even trying hard to fight it. Honestly, no. so oh, oh, hey Budweiser, yeah, bring in all the beer. Oh, mm-hmm. guess what? You can't sell beer. We're banning it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're yeah. in like a super luxury box. Yeah. Yeah. And God I, forbid and I, you have a pride flag. And no I, know, I, haven't, I haven't read much about the politicking regarding the day to day life in Qatar during all this, but I'm sure there's going to be some shit and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I've um, also heard of. Um, so yeah. apparently, you know, like Mexico loves to do their derogatory, considered derogatory, but no Mexican considers it derogatory. Mm-hmm. When they say their chant or the, the thing that they like to call the goalie, um, What's it called? Uh, they uh, 
apparently they had said it during the match versus Poland, and apparently FIFA's looking into that because, you know, they're really, they really care. And I'm like, you guys can't be one foot in, one foot out. I'm like, you're either inclusive or you're not, but you can't hold the World Cup in Qatar and then expect like, everything. No, they're not playing nice, and everybody else has to play. Like, that makes no sense. Like, you're, you're going to force everybody to play nice, but Qatar literally doesn't play nice because they don't want to, you know, be inclusive at all. But they want to tell you they are. That's where they have the World Cup. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely like a soapbox. It's annoying. It's, it's part soapbox, part pedestal, all bad, yeah. technically. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nuisance, but sometimes a fun drama nuisance. Like it's fun, it's like real drama reading into it. Um, because I also have the whole part of it and it's just sports, you know, yeah, not a, not a big deal for me. Um, anyway, um, this was the other, otherwise, and this is maybe coming across, hopefully not so much, but I have a sore throat. It's been going around my store and other places, so I guess I got it too. And it's been a horrible day of like half awake the whole fucking day and sleeping weird times like a cat. Um, but without my choice, without a choice for it. Um, but otherwise, I've been just enjoying some movies, a lot of TV. Um, actually, a lot of both. You're going to see very soon in recent discoveries, which we're about to get into. So let's do it now. Let's get into some recent discoveries. Uh, Luke, you actually saw something two weeks in a row or two shows in a row. I know. I mean... What brought this on? Don't explain yourself. Just tell me what you're saying. <laughs> I finally saw Food Fail Station. Wow. I guess uh, you saw Black Panther and you're like, I need to see this guy's original work. I did not know it until after the fact. You uh, So you're saying it was uh, coincidence? It, it was coincidence. I was going through my iPad. I was like, oh, like, what do I something? Yeah, go ahead. I was going through my like, oh, what, the, what do I own on iTunes that I haven't watched yet? Which is, <laughs> shut up. That's sad. That's sad. That's it. So yeah, I got the conversation. I was there watching him go through this collection of what he owns and judging him heavily. <laughs> heavily? Oh man, I want to see it someday. There's doubles. I mean, I guess I could log into your thing. Oh, there's yeah. doubles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, okay, go ahead. What did you think of the movie? No, it was really good, and uh, yeah, you can tell Ryan Coogler uh, definitely uh, built up his chops. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he has like what two series, uh, two franchises going on once, right? Yeah, I think so. so it's pretty big. But and uh, Michael B. Jordan was fucking phenomenal in it, which is I mm-hmm. can see why you were always uh, championing this movie. Yeah, I was. Yeah. He, he 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 holds the whole movie together for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it is it is about him. So. Yeah, when it's, I mean, the camera's on him the whole time, <laughs> but he does a good job because um, he was uh, not a nobody, but almost a nobody back then. Because he, yeah, he was in the wire, before, but that was a small role. Chronicle, before well, but again, small role. Chronicle, yeah. like you know, not major. Right. Right. So, yeah. Now I'm I know you finally saw it. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. then after I, it's funny because I was like, oh, cool. Like, so obviously, it's based on a true story. Yeah. That's when I went oh, on yeah. Wikipedia. I'm like, let me read more about this. And I'm like, wait. Oh, you didn't know Ryan. about it? No. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> then I was like, Ryan Coogler. Why is that name so familiar? Yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh. I'm like, oh, Wakanda, huh? Yes. All right, well, that's it. I'm going to sign off while you guys chat for the next 40 minutes. Yeah, probably like 40 minutes. Raf, what, what have you seen? Because I know you and I watched a bunch of things two weeks back. So. Yeah. Um, I know you're not starting with, with that. Start with you. No, I'm not. I'm, not, no. I'm going to start with something more fresh. I saw the One Piece film Red. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's what it's called. So, um, That was fun. It's um, So, One Piece isn't known for like... You know, I know like a lot of anime movies have been coming out in the last couple of years, and uh, One Piece is very traditional in the anime sense, where they the movies just have nothing to do with the anime. 
they showcase something, um, you know, like either an ability or a new character or whatever the case they want to show. Yeah. And uh, this kind of does that, but at the same time, it's like, they. I think they put more effort into, like, making this an actual, like, standalone movie, I would say. Uh, standalone-ish movie, in a weird way. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you have to obviously know about One Piece enough to know what's going on. For sure. That being said, it was, um, um, it was a fun, it was a fun movie. Uh, it's actually more on the, um, on the what's it called music side. So they have actually have a really great soundtrack. Um, and I think you'll like it. I was trying to get you to watch it with me last week, but you never replied to me. Um, so yeah, I was, I'm definitely down to watch it again. Um, yeah. Well, as you talk I about have a question. Movie. Yeah, go ahead. How many episodes of One Piece should I watch before attempting to watch this movie? Three, three. Just three episodes. Yeah, because there's three episodes that that they set up for the movie. So if I watch the first three episodes of One Piece, I will be good. Oh, no, the three episodes that they have specifically. Oh no! no. I mean, like, how many episodes do I have from the original show do I have to watch to understand this movie? Considering what he uses ability wise and a bunch of other things, is it up to a thousand? Um, let me see. I think it's a thousand. Uh, <laughs> no, I think around at least nine hundred. Jesus, no, thank you. <laughs> Can I watch it with you and ask you who's that? To every yeah, you're character? more than welcome to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's not annoying, Ralph. Why would you open yourself up to that? Well, I already I mean. saw it once, so I'd be fine. Oh, okay, okay. I guess I saw it once with uh, with friend of the show Greg, so it was fine. That being said, it was a great movie. Um, I mean, it was a great movie because the soundtrack's really good. Overall, it was a good movie, but it was a great because the soundtrack's so good. The music's really done really well. Um, yeah. They, they focused on that a lot, and I thought it was, yep, yeah, that, that made the movie really well. Um, I'm still listening to the, the soundtrack on my phone. As Weeb. A exactly. Uh, next movie I saw yeah. is on Amazon Prime Original called uh, All the Old Knives. came out this, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. It's a veteran CIA uh, agent is reunited with his uh, former colleague. Um, okay. Um, what's it called? And it's basically, uh, it's a... Like a spy movie. It's a spy, a thousand percent. It's a, yeah, it's a spy movie, and it's like about uh, some something that happened in the... Uh, an event that happened back then, like 12 years or eight years prior. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to close the case and he's there. Um, he, if I say, I mean, is uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine's the main character here. And then the, there's really only a couple characters, but the two main characters are Chris Pine and uh, uh, Thandi Newton. Uh, I think I said her name right. Um, anyways, and uh, like Lawrence Fishburne's in it, but there's like all those are flashbacks. The, the two in the main scene are just they're having dinner. But really, they was being like, not interrogated, but like they're asking questions to like clear their names, you know. Yeah. Um, so that that's a it was an interesting movie overall. It's very much a spyish movie. It wasn't too long. It didn't overstay its welcome. It's under two hours, like hour forty one. It says. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a fun watch. That's a um, overall. Thing. It's mainly uh, a dialogue piece. To be brutally honest with you, for these two characters. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, I like. I, mean, I like those that they're done well. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, it w- I, I didn't hate it. Um, there's some bre- uh, there's some uh, moments where it takes its breath, you know, and you're like, okay, cool. Like I can take a breath, I can relax and see what's going on. Everything they talk about, they show a flashback to, um, which is kind of cool. And then they explain. Uh, it's like um, there's the truth, you know, and then there's your side and my side of the story. That's exactly what's happening in this movie. Um, okay. So it's a, it was cool. Um, so that's the old deal knives. Uh, the next movie I saw that's more current as well is Enola Holmes 2. I think I just saw this like two days ago. And uh, yeah. so if you saw Enola Holmes, okay, there you go. It's uh, part two now. Um, essentially, it picks up not too much after where it, it ends off. off. And uh, it's essentially her starting her own detective agency. 
and that's just she's doing a, a an actual another case. Yeah, and uh, hey. this case just happens to coincide with like a gigantic thing, of course, because why wouldn't it? Uh, but it does reintroduce old characters. Um, and she still does that whole like I'm going to talk to the camera now, you know. Um, yes, it's very self aware, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like actually in the beginning, it doesn't happen as often, and you're like, huh? I, I wonder if they went away from it, and they're like, oh no, no, nope, there it is. Um, there's some cool stuff going on, and it's uh, it says it's loosely, <laughs> very loosely based on true events. Or like literally, like one thing is true. <laughs> it's like it's like a name and something that happens with that person, um, <laughs> which is like cool and all, but everything else was like they made up a whole thing for it. Um, it was fun. It was fun. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't boring. It was a uh, a tad bit long, but really, it was just like it's one of those. You know, it's a mystery thing. So, like, if you like those type of movies, you're gonna have fun with the movie overall. Um, I still like original Anola Holmes. Um, I guess like more. more? Yeah, I like okay. it better. Yeah. Um, this one, like I said, it wasn't horrible. There's like introduction to like new things that are going on in the world, but at the same time, it's just like okay. I mean, it's just more Anola Holmes. <laughs> so there's yeah, that one. Maybe. And do they show the brothers, the siblings? They sh- yes, they do. Uh, actually, they show mainly Sherlock. Got it. Because you know, um, not Mycroft. Uh, no, they do mention. Was Sherlock Henry Cavill? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next movie I saw. This is. Uh, I should have said this at the last podcast if I was there, but I wasn't. Um, it is uh, extraordinary, and I literally it's not extraordinary. It's yeah. extraordinary. Um, a comedy. Right, I think this is a comedy fantasy horror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is, uh, called, this is, the stars Will Forte, uh, Barry Ward, Claudio Daughtry, or, Do- uh, o- Odorji, sorry, and, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of British people, I guess. Um, he plays, uh, Christian Winter, Will Forte. Um, he plays, like, a, a musician who does, like, a one-hit wonder, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, watch the Brock Star or whatever, watch the one hit, two hit, one through whatever bullshit, and he's trying to make a new one. And he's like uh, this guy who's uh, doing a, uh, what's it called? Uh, he's trying to do a sacrifice like to like a, a, the devil to get his, like, I want to next make an, an album that's going to be great so I can be back on, like, you know, to the top. Yeah. And uh, the girl, the main girl, who is, uh, I guess, Maeve Higgins, I think that's her name is, she's like, doesn't even have a picture. She's, um, She's a uh, almost like a medium in a weird way, but she she helps ghosts. She like she can talk to like knows how to communicate with ghosts, knows how to help them out, knows how to do all these things. And she just needs like somebody else to like be that intermediate person to like be able to like do all these things. And uh, but she's out of the out of the business, and somebody gets her back into the business, and then falls into this thing about trying to help like the person, the virgin, not get killed for the sacrifice, essentially. Um. It's a funny story. It's very British, so it's that type of humor. Um, but at the same time, there is funny things go like more funny things going on besides just the British humor. Um, it was a fun watch. I saw this during Halloween with Danny, and uh, it, it was a fun watch. It's just like it's just very, <laughs> it's just very British. I guess it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, overall, I would recommend it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a cool, um, cool movie to watch. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have to watch it again, me personally. But yeah. <laughs> and then, um, okay, cool. Now we're getting into movies that I've seen with you, Oscar. Yeah. So if you want to start off with this one, we did. We watched uh, VHS 1999 or VHS 99, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Witness a hellish vision of 1999: a social isolation, analog technology, and disturbing home videos fuse into a nightmare of found footage savagery. 
And um, yeah, this is going to be a tough one for me to review real quick because um, I forgot a lot of it. <laughs> um, not everything, mind you. Some of them yeah. stick out more than others. Um, but yeah, basically, this is an experimental kind of anthology uh, movie series that's been semi-popular, but obviously popular enough where they keep making them. This is like the fifth installment, I think. Um, they've made VHS, so, yeah. VHS 2, VHS Viral, VHS 1994, and then 99. So, and I've seen them all uh, on the strength of the first two movies, which I love, of course. Um, and the whole point of this anthology, guys, is that, uh, for those out there who don't know, um, is that um, these people break into, well, the first the first two movies are like this anyway. There are, these people break into uh, this house, and there's a bunch of TVs and yeah. VHS tapes unlabeled everywhere. And then they're doing some shady shit, um, different things with different people. And um, throughout the course of the thing, they start putting in, popping in like a tape. And every time they pop in a tape, uh, a, a short film starts for you. And the next 20 minutes or so is the short film written and directed by someone completely different. And uh, the only thing they have in common, they only have two things in common. One is that they're all horror, of course. And then the second thing is that they are all found footage movies. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, there's an alien picture. There's an alien thing here. There's a succubus one. There's a serial killer type. There's a, a mech destructing thing. There's a cult one in one of them. Yep. There's a lot of a lot of kinds. A lot of kinds out there. Yeah. Um, so, down to the 1999 one. Uh, I mean, I remember thinking that the last one, 94, was okay. I think these last two have just been okay in the sense that I guess they kind of know or realize that they are kind of making bad movies in a fun way, but. Uh, some of the badness that comes through do, does shine. Like I'm thinking of in this new one we saw, Ruff. Um, I like the um, the 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 going to hell literally. Um, that was a good part. One, yeah. That was a fun one to watch out for. It wasn't like horrifying. It wasn't like oh my god, it was so scary. It was just fun to watch. And, yeah, uh, that watching. was the same guy who did that uh, bl- uh the streaming one, the, sh- the bloodstream or whatever. That stream. That stream. Yeah, same that's- guy. Same guy is that's, that's mm-hmm. the same director slash. Yeah, what are the odds that you've seen two of his movies or two of his things? From oh, right, back it's crazy, right? Just, Coincidentally, yeah. Just, right. That's how it works. Um, yeah, like that. But others others were not so much as so much as interesting or memorable. But what did you think of Nine Nine? Um, yeah, I've only actually I've only seen like part. I've seen the first one, and mm-hmm. I remember the VHS. I was like, I these things need to be better. Like, <laughs> I do remember saying that. Like, I was just like, oh, the quality yeah. is just really bad. Um, at least I remember it again. I was like, okay. And then I never, I've only seen parts of some of the other movies. Yeah. I've never seen, so the, the full ones, I've only seen the first one and the, the, technically the last one, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, it was okay. I have, I had, I had fun overall with some of the stuff. Um, I liked the one with the, um, the, the computer, the kids. Uh, which is the, 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 takes place actually in the real world one because they do like, this intermission thing going on. Oh, with, is it the uh, one with the uh, with, uh, with nuclear? No, wait. No, no, no. Remember the guy with the, the, the army soldiers? The, like all. The, yes, it, that's right. That's right. And then, they, and then they have a video with that kid. Right? Yes. Yeah, with yeah. that one. I like that one with the. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, I guess, but yeah, um, yeah. with the thing with the computer. Thing, yeah, the little the little computer. in between videos were was a little interesting this time for sure. They were, yeah. Some of them were also like I feel like they committed, and I was like, oh, you guys actually fully the committed. The game show one they committed to. The like, game, that, that's actually what I was going to tell you and right it now. Didn't, it didn't really work, but they give, I give them props for going all out on it, I guess. And that's what I said, too. So right. I don't think it worked, but I right. well, at one point I did actually have to turn away because yeah. it did look like shit. Yeah. It, it looked like shit, and then just him gagging 
made me gag. And I was like, oh, like, oh, like it was one of those, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, like yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there was some moments, I guess that's called uh, what, Ozzy's Dungeon, the Gawkers shredding Suicide a bit and Helen back. And then I think the last one, which is to Helen back, right, mm-hmm. uh, was the funniest. And I think it was a great way to add it, to be brutally yeah. honest. Um, so, like, I guess overall I did like it. Um, now that I'm going back and thinking about it, yeah. but there is like not all of them were like you know, And on the other hand, even though the first one had the most prominent actors, uh, prominent uh, filmmakers, that it had Ty West, for example, in that one, um, and yeah. others too that are that did other big movies. Um, it, this series has been primarily like a showcase for like new new people, nobodies, to highlight their 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 visions. You know, so yeah. it has some very positive world messaging, like going on with uh, with showing. Um, uh, people, unknown people to uh, make their own horror movies. It's kind of cool, kind of cool that way. It also, also from different parts of the world too. Although this last one, it feels way more like they kind of focused. They stuck to this continent mm-hmm. more than uh, the last few because in viral and VHS two, they definitely went to like Thailand and somewhere in Europe, and they went to South. You know, they went everywhere. Um. Anyway, that's our thing on VHS nine nine. It's like a middling. Okay, yeah, it's, it could be a fun time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had fun because I watched it with people who enjoy movies like this. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think it's uh, it's a definitely audience thing. Like, if I watched it with Luke, I don't think Luke would have enough fun with it. Actually, that's weird. I might, maybe I might not. He might, he might. But I think he'd he'd be on his phone the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So next up here is all about evil, which is a play on words of the of the famous Oscar winning movie All About Eve. Um, after inheriting her father's movie theater, a woman begins filming snuff films, which are screened as horror films to great success. Yeah. Until a high school student learns that the murders are real. Written and directed by Joshua Grinnell. And this movie <laughs> famously stars Natasha Leone. That's basically the only way actress in this movie. Natasha Leone, famous for uh, a lot of things, a lot of interesting movies for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, uh, the big one being Russian Doll. She was in Netflix's Russian Doll. She's the main actress of that. Yeah, so, yeah. um, not to mention many, like uh, Orange is the New Black, also a big one. Um, she's great. I love her. It's really the strength of Natasha Leone's. Like, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a B movie. It's shot like a B movie. Yes. It feels like one. It feels like it's aping the style of those old forties to sixties B movies, um, except in color, right? And um, so it's doing a bit of that while also being self-referential on, like, doing it for the audience. Like, there's this meta component about filming. Uh, you're famous for doing something that is really wrong, and the wrong thing is what's making you famous. And, like, it's like a there's a whole thing about audience and art, right, and the whole viewership of <coughs> Right, right, it right. goes into the movie. The movie doesn't like it's not like <laughs> it's not like a great thinker or anything, but it does bring it up. It is part of the whole story. So, and Natasha Leon just nails it. It's just a fun. She looks like she's having so much fun. She's insane. I agree. And her transformation is delicious to watch. It is so much fun to watch. This yeah, movie I, does not make sense, but it's so fun to watch. Yeah, I would say yeah. this is like my darling of the horror movies I've seen this year, which is yeah. uh, fantastic. It was like one of those like. At first, I was like, we're going to watch a movie called All About Evil. And he's like, yes, let's play on All About Evil. And I was like, no, 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 I got that. Like, you didn't have to say that. I was like, <laughs> well, most people don't know what the fuck I'm saying. No, no, it's fine. And I, I a thousand percent agree with you. Her transformation is amazing. I think they get a little sloppy at the end. A little just like, let's wrap this shit up kind of thing. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. eh, that's okay. okay. Um, but uh, the guy who steals it from me is the, uh, uh, Jack Donner, Mr. Twigs. 
Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he uh, fucking, on a dime, he's like, oh my god, we're gonna start killing now? Yes. Yeah, let's on go. A dime. I that mean, yeah, ready. sure, why not? I'm gonna die soon anyway. Fuck it, let's get it. <laughs> and the Shining Twins, too. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's some fun stuff going on in this. Um, the, I I laughed. I uh, I had a good time overall watching this movie. And mm-hmm. it was definitely, like, that made the night, I think, when we finished watching that movie. I was like, oh, that's great. That was a good yeah, it was a good way then. It was a good movie night. Yeah. Um, so check it out, guys. These uh, these last two movies are on, on Shutter, by the way. Right. All about evil and VHS. Um, next up here, we saw a movie called The Fable: The Killer Who Doesn't Kill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> quite a long title. Yeah, it is quite a fucking title. Uh, the Fable slash Akira Sato killed five men four years ago. He meets the girl injured back then in a wheelchair. She's staying with she's staying with the sixth. On his kill list, canceled last moment. This is a really badly written thing, by the way. The sixth is now scamming slash extorting people. That is a synopsis. Not a very good synopsis. Um, made by uh, Ken, Khan Iguchi. Iguchi? I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Written by him, too, as well as uh, based on a manga. Uh, this is a Jap- Japanese, right? Pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. Action the, film? The, the names name sound Japanese, so yes, yeah. I would say yes, Japanese. It's an action film. Uh, we watched it on a whim because I heard that they had like some pretty good action set pieces. Yeah, you literally came over to do laundry, and you're like, "Yeah, let's watch it." And I was like, All yeah, right, we, we, we can never decide what to pick, so on a whim, we we saw that we fable. Really, like, the really fable. Bad. I know that that's like a really good action. There's two and movies I'm, though. There's the fable, and then there's the fable. The literally this one. Yeah, I guess there's two. I didn't know that. I just know. I didn't about know that either because I yeah. had the wrong IMDb up, and then I was like, "All right, he's mm-hmm. reading everything incorrect on this one." And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it's a 2022 film. It came out 2021 in Japan, maybe. So maybe it's a new movie for this year. I don't know. Maybe. Um, anyway, uh, this movie is too long, too meandering. But man, the action is fun when it gets to it. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed it, especially that one set piece that everyone's railing about. It is uh, badass. It's, and we're talking about the scaffolding and the whole apartment scene. It goes yes. on. It's like a twenty-minute sequence. It is badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is cool. So, uh, what did you think of this movie? I like the intro of this movie where he's doing all mm-hmm. these like um, hits. I mean, yeah, nothing, all these nothing. awesome, well, uh, amazing things. I mean, the car, the car scene alone is just like what, like what the fuck? Like yeah. it's like um, a play on Jackie Chan, which I love, um, mm-hmm. and uh, at the same time, it's uh, just not funny. But at the same time, so it's like I mean, not funny and like because Jackie Chan sets it up in those movies, like it's very lighthearted, right? Yeah, um, what's it called? Uh, but at the same time, I I dug the movie. I dug the beginning. I think it's a little a little sluggish in the middle. Um, there's like this very it's very Japanese humor, which is very dry, like extremely yeah. dry. Yeah, uh, and I know because I watch I've seen some Japanese like actual like comedy, and I'm just like, oof, like this is fucking <laughs> this is rough. I mean, for me, my wife loves that Japanese comedy. She fucking dies yeah. balling over there. Um. But yeah, this is uh, I like how it's. I like a lot of stuff that's going on in here, but I also feel like, I don't know, just maybe I was just tired. But I was just like, ah, eh. yeah, no, it was just okay. Like, yeah, for sure. Like I get the, I get some of the hype, but like obviously it's not a good movie. Or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've it's seen, way too I've long. Seen, I've seen better, and I, I would, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, I would definitely rewatch a Jackie Chan movie, then watch this movie again. Yeah, like any uh, any day of the week. Like I would rewatch that scene in a YouTube clip or something. That's oh that's the, yeah yeah. And they keep up like on a yeah yeah. Like, uh, on my what's called uh, mm-hmm. I can't say the word. I don't know what what are my TikToks or whatever. You know yeah right I, right. YouTube short yeah I totally watch it. Yes, that's good for that really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the fable, the killer who doesn't kill. 
on Netflix, by the way. Right, I'm uh, done watching movies with you. Okay. The show's yours. I only have two more. I saw R.I.P.D. 2. I'm guys, sorry. You guys know about purpose. this? No, I haven't seen the first one because I heard it was so bad. So R.I.P.D. 2, uh, The Rise of the Damned, that's the full title. R.I.P.D. Yeah. means uh, Rest in Peace Department. I only know you watched it because it has a certain actor. Jeffrey Donovan, yeah. Um, so this movie is... Uh, rec- wait, hold on. Let me read the thing. Uh, recruited by the R.I.P.D., a resurrected sheriff returns to Earth to save humanity from a gate- gateway to hell. And uh, starring Jeffrey Donovan, of course, as well as Rachel uh, Adereji. I'm not sure. Sure, I yeah. that up. Penelope Mitchell as yeah. well. What's um, funny is that I like yeah. this actor a lot because I, I seen it. I love Bird Notice. Like, it's one of those, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, random shows that I like for no reason because mm-hmm. um, it's not great; it's just good. But it yeah. like it hits us, it scratches like a certain niche. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, it stars uh, Evelyn Oye Dokun and Jake Choi, and then Richard Brake is uh, you'll recognize him. He's a he's a character actor. He's the ba- he's the main bad guy of the movie. Um, so I saw it on a whim because I wanted to see something. Do- I was I'm sick, so like I didn't want to watch anything, paying attention too much, and I was like, whatever. So that's what I did it for, and I wanted to see some a- fun action. I know that the first one bombed like fuck. It was uh, I think it starred Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. The first one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also didn't see it, and I and I'm not gonna see it either. Um, okay. but I was hoping maybe like maybe they know now what they're trying to make, and maybe they'll have more fun with it on the se- on the sequel, right? <coughs> maybe. Not having seen the first one. I would say that this movie had some fun in it. It didn't take itself too seriously like I wanted it to. But it's definitely not like the Dread to Judge Dread. It's not like that much more fantastic. Uh, the movie does fall apart pretty much halfway through. And um, and it's not very good. Like some, A lot of the stuff doesn't land as they want it to. But some of it does land purely on the strength of uh, Donovan's like t- comedic timing uh, that I think works for the movie. Um, it has a strong opening. And then, yeah, I didn't really care about the ending or nearly the, a lot of the journey. But I did like uh, the one character, the third one they added, uh, Slim Samuels in the movie, Jake Choi. Uh, he is pretty good. He's a good addition to the troop, to the trio, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I had middling fun with it. I don't really recommend it. I was just, it was okay. If you're sick and you want to watch something throwaway, that's what it is for. I got you. In my opinion, anyway. Um, last but not least, I saw, this is a good one. I saw Wendell and Wild. Has anyone seen this? I don't even know what it is. I mean, heard of it. Sorry. If, if it's a you movie, most of the time it's no. No, it's not a you movie. Fuck you. Well, every movie is any movies for anyone. Anyway, uh, this movie is a also on Netflix. By the way, I mentioned uh, I forgot to mention R.I.P.D. Two and this one, Wendell and Wild, are both on Netflix. Uh, this was an animated comedy, dark, dark, dark comedy. Um, so, uh, two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wild, enlist the aid of a 13-year-old cat, Elliot, to summon them to the land of the living. <laughs> yep. And this is uh, directed by Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck also uh, co-written by him and Jordan Peele. Uh, Jordan Peele, who is also one of the voice stars, uh, voice actors of the movie. Uh, actually, Keegan-Michael Key is I'll Wendell and Jordan me, Peele is Wild. Let me take then, a wild guess. Keegan-Michael yeah. Key. <laughs> yep. And ly- and they look like the, the animated like they look kind of like them a little bit. Lyric Ross uh, plays Cat. Angela Bassett plays Sister Helly. Um, yeah, and James Wong, I guess, Father Best, which is a good voice actor in that movie. Um, um, yeah, this movie's great. This movie's awesome. This is made by the same guy who did Coraline and The Nightmare Before Christmas, guys. And if you guys like those two movies, this is just like in the same vein. It's just as good, different story entirely. 
but just as dark and just as uh, inventive and creative and interesting and has something to say. There's a point to it, the whole thing. It feels like it's for children, but really isn't because it's pretty dark. Um, and it is stop motion animated entirely, and it's pretty great to watch. So okay. I highly recommend this movie. Okay. I think you all will enjoy it. It's not that long either. So, um, yeah, Supes recommend this one. Uh, I don't want to ruin too much of it because it's a good story. Um, and it does lead to unexpected places that I liked. So, yeah. Uh, Wendell and Wild, check it out. It's on Netflix. And that is it for what we've uh, been watching, our recent discoveries. So we're going to awesome. take a break. When we come back, we're going to review Luke's first pick of the movie here. So what is it? Blanter. Clerks 3. No, it's Blanter. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Even I have it in order. <laughs> Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Thank you. Stay with us. The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T- T'Challa. Do it. To uh, <sighs> give the title after you give this the is Black Panther. Black yeah. Panther, Wakanda forever. <laughs> yes, thank you. What was that you weirdo? Fucking weirdo. All right. No, I mean, uh, go ahead. Lead the way. Yeah, All right. Directed by Ryan Coogler, who obviously <laughs> did the other movies, like Fruitvale Station, and um, what you yeah. call it, the first Black Panther, uh, starring not Chadwick Boseman. Wow! <laughs> Why are you throwing shade at the beginning? Because <laughs> man, they they didn't hold back. Anyways, uh, you know, uh, okay, I want to butcher some names, but uh, I'll do my best. Uh, Letizia Wright. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai uh, Gurira, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett. I think uh, never heard of her before. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tena Huerta, Martin Freeman, and uh, so the H is silent. Uh, Dominique Th- uh, Dominique Thorne, who plays uh, the main bad guy. Uh, Tena Huerta. Tena Huerta. Yes. Tenak. <laughs> Tenoch. Tenoch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just honor uh, yourself, okay? Shut up, you. All right, so... <clears throat> First impressions. Oscar, what did you think of Black Panther? Uh, so, uh, it's getting, um, you know, um, review-wise, It uh, a lot of people are complaining about the movie in the sense that it has way too much going on and not enough to hold on to and focus in, like not enough to focus into. Uh, for me, though, I found myself uh, enjoying like all the switches and the insanity of it, uh, the open worldness almost of it. I felt like uh, we're watching um, like uh, like different people's stories clashing together, and I found myself um, not really hating the bits where the where the movie wouldn't you know focus on one storyline at a time. There's like five in this movie, by the way. Um, and I liked uh, I liked overall what it was saying. I liked the the inclusion of the entire. It's like it's like Wakanda has been in the in, in the MCU. Wakanda mm-hmm. is now officially the the way to include not just like new superheroes or new supervillains, but races, entire races, um, and classes, and like peoples, you know, villages, towns, whatever of new peoples undiscovered at at that point um, to 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 like uh, spread, you know, you know, introduce them and shit. And I think it's. Uh, I, w- I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it. I really like the. Uh, 
how the movie touches base on obviously the death of um, what's his name? I mean, Kim T'Challa, of course, but what's his? I forgot his name. Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. Um, and I like how the movie did it. You know, there's so many ways they could have done it. Um, you think of the Fast, Fu- Fast and Furious franchise. They, the, that guy's still alive. He's just not in the movies anymore. Um, there's so many ways to do it. And they did it pretty well, pretty ceremoniously well. Um, and from there on, you know, it became like a Vanessa. I'm really bad with names right now. Um, it really became oh, Vanessa. Uh, Angela Bassett. It became an Angela Bassett movie for a while. Like, oh my god, we're gonna get a badass queen in this. Like, yes. And like, it just goes on and then you know, it falls. And the introduction of Namor, Namor. Sorry. Um, it was it was fun. I really liked it. Um, and I guess spot on in what we was trying to say. Even though, again, this movie is everywhere. And it doesn't focus on anything quite enough as you want it to. So it's not perfect by any means. But, like, I enjoyed it. What about you guys? Or who's next? Um, <clears throat> me, I'll go. Uh, I thought the movie... <sighs> Action-wise, fantastic. Plot-wise, mediocre. Not more, uh, mediocre is too strong of a word. Just hmm. too much emphasis on the whole vengeance, death, and tradition kind of thing. So they really beat it, and they beat it from both sides, mm-hmm. like Namor's side and the Wak- Wakandan side. Yeah, Letitia, man. Yeah, and it's just like, come on, guys! Like, and they're trying to show like, oh, they're both very similar, and it's like, yeah, I get it, I get it. Yeah. So, and you find that annoying? Kinda. It, it just felt too, too much. I like, find it more saddening because the, the, these are the two nations that should be together fighting in the right. Rest. Like the, the, this movie should have been. Well, that in history, though, that happens all the time. You know, yeah. also, so like it's a feel like oh man, it's one of those like sad tragedies. You know, instead of trying to build up a Marvel, you know, race war, they should have had them like ally to yeah. like fight somebody else, like the well, French, the world, really, <laughs> but the French specifically, Especially the, French, the French. Yeah, the French were put on a spotlight, and <laughs> right. Yeah. With Athena, also, by the way, let's mention. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, that's my impression. <laughs> Although the yeah, CGI action, top notch. Okay, buff Namor's bulge. Oh, okay. right there. You know what you like? Yeah. Right, they bring it down. Bring what down? The bulge. Oh, I don't know. CGI the bulge. No, no, he wants a bigger bulge. I think he's a pro bulge. No, I know Lucas pro bulge, but Disney wasn't, so they were like. You have to minimize that bulge. Yeah, it's not like we're known for big bulges anyway. <laughs> uh, just so for everyone who doesn't know, I also am from South America. Anyway, um, Ralph, what did you think of this movie? Um, yeah, I thought it was a Disney Universe movie, DCU movie. Okay. Um, See, DCU. I don't know. I'm, I'm in a weird position with this movie. I I wanted to like it more than I thought, but I. I didn't like it as much as I expected to like it, I guess. Um, I feel like the movie had a good chance, opportunity to do more, and I just... I don't know, I guess it kind of fell short for me in that end. It was, it felt long like a shit, maybe because I just like also just had surgery and I had to sit down and stand up and shit, but mm-hmm. I don't know, it just felt long as fuck. Um, it wasn't short, yeah, it was long. No, it's almost three hours. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's 2.41. So it's... Um, I also felt like... Uh, a lot of stuff they did um, for a, for a long movie. It took place like in three days or like two days. Really? I feel like I feel like they introduced. Yeah, it didn't take that long. But I like, guess. Yeah. 
for also for well, the, no, it seems like the very last part might have taken a couple of days. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, you mean the lead up to the sea battle thing? Yes. Okay. So, anyways, as I was talking before, I got rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> Get your facts right. The you gonna keep interrupting? <laughs> anyways, yes. Uh. So I just felt like they introduced characters and then they introduced a lot of other things and we were just like, "Fuck it, we'll make it here. We'll 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 introduce them here. We're officially saying it's the, this is the, the type of thing we're we're introducing. Uh, these are going to be potentially mainstay characters in the future, but we don't care about giving them. This is their origin story. We don't need to do anything else for them. We don't need to have any. I mean, Marvel loves introducing characters, giving them shows, giving them everything, and then you do this for these people. And I'm like, okay. Alright, whatever, I guess. It's whatever. Um, like, no super little setup. I just thought it was kind of lazy, in my opinion. Um, and we'll talk more about that later in spoilers, cause just so I don't have to ruin anything now. Um, <clears throat> and then, I, but there was some good stuff. There's some redeeming qualities in the movie. Um, I feel like, obviously, the movie like heavily relies on um, what the hell's her name? What's, what's the sister's name? Uh, Le- right, but I don't remember her name. Um, yeah, Shuri? Shuri, Shuri, yeah. Sure. Shuri. Yeah, Letitia Wright is um, rolls heavily around her. Um, I think they do a good job of um, paying respects as well um, with uh, Chadwick Boseman's character, um, which technically Black Panther. Um, yeah, so other than that, I, I felt like um, yeah, I just felt like I could have done a little bit more with less. Um, I like the introduction of the character, like you guys were saying also, um, with Namor. Um, is like this whole like uh, species and like they're as equals almost right and like how do you not right like have this like amazingness like you know rule the world kind of thing <laughs> you guys have all this tech and shit right um, I did like the creativeness of their people though of uh, Namor's people stuff like that. which um, what are they what are they what was the name of the town do you remember oh like you're asking the white guy. Um, yeah, right? Well, I asked both of you guys. He's I, just started chiming in. I know, but he's just trying... <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Anyways, uh, that's all I got to say. Yeah. I would say this movie has the same problem that a lot of sequels of the MCU has. Like, it has the Iron Man 2 issue. It has the, technically, the Thor 2 issue, too. Where they're introducing all these things in relation to the universe um, and the movies around it, right? They're doing a lot of that. Um, like I said, this movie is not good. I mean, plot-wise, I, I I would actually... I know you looked, you, you said it was mediocre, and you kind of took it back. For me, I would say it's mediocre. I just liked it. Uh, I just found myself, like, enjoying the shifts um, more than in other movies. Definitely more than, like, in Iron Man 2, for example, um, which, again, it's an old movie now at this point. Right. Um, but they, they had that problem a lot. Oh, uh, Talokan. What was the name? Talokan. That's the name of the place. Okay. Put, can you write in the chat? Yeah, I was gonna say, can you write in the chat so we can? And then uh, I, I will say something. I like how this movie has a lot of world impacting, impacting things. Yeah, it does, and I like uh, I like how that's part of it. You know, the 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 yeah. Killmonger's involvement of the first film yep. is uh, is like rip- is still rippling through, and this is a consequence to all that, right? right. Um, it goes hand in hand with uh, like it's funny because in the first movie in Black Panther, I wanted. Uh, just like the audience, just like the Tala a little bit, I wanted to open up 
Wakanda to the rest of the world, finally, right? After being in hiding for thousands of whatever of years. And this is not a good reason. It just takes me like, oh, man, we, we shouldn't have, you know? Maybe we should right. not have done that. Um, granted, you would never know about these people, Namor's people, but, like, um, obviously, you can't have a conflict without conflict, so we got to make a movie, right? So, But, like, you know, on one hand, like, it makes you regret that decision a little bit. Like, right. oh, man, did I want them to? Because um, one of the worst things in this movie, and we're about to get into spoilers, one of the worst things in this movie is the introduction of Julie Drew- Louis-Dreyfus, this character, yeah. the CIA lady, which is the, one of the worst plots plots in the movie, where, like, just you get two scenes of her and then nothing. Um, right, right, right. And That's she used great. to stand in for the American, the American might coming in for, you know, this, you know co- coercing... By f- taken by force, manipulating, cheating, lying, stealing their way to get Wakanda's power for themselves. Um, yeah. And that's all they want. It's just so blatant and obvious. And at this point, these movies are reflecting reality in many ways. Um, but that's the way it is right now. And that's the way it is in the movie. And it felt very like, yeah, I get it. I get what they're doing. And I was with the movie. Like I said, I, I, I don't even mind the shifts. But it doesn't make any fucking sense the way they introduced her. And then they took her out. Um but should we get into spoilers? Mm, might as well. Okay. Let's do spoilers for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, starting right now. What do we think of the title? I feel like it should have just been called Wakanda Forever. I mean, yeah. Right? Uh, for the longest time, I thought that's what I These movies are humongous. Good. You don't need to tell people that right. Wakanda Forever is a Black Panther. I mean, you could be like Wakanda Forever, a Black Panther movie. Yeah, right, but then that's the title, isn't it? Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe. Oh, God. Uh, MCU's By fake. Black Panthers, Wakanda Forever. Uh, everything's bad. Everything you're pitching is terrible. Everything. So, someone up there is like, these guys have a great idea. No. Uh, you think some fucking, fucking young producers listen Put to this? Put those guys on retainer. No, no. It's so clear. It's like reading uh, legal documents. It's just so clear and informative. Yeah, I mean, I don't anyway, know. Guest talking. star. Yeah. Anyway, do you, want, like, do you want me to have him give you guys a review? Give who no. a review? <laughs> Leo. Does he want to give a review? You want to give a review of what you thought of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? Do you want to tell him? All right, lay it on me. Don't make me edit too much. What is it? My review is uh, the the sad part. The sad part is like kind of a little sad, <laughs> but uh-huh. the sad part is kind of kind of happy at the same time. Which sad part are you talking about? Okay, he left. Who was that, Ralph? For people? Huh? That was some that? random kid I found. Some, some random kid you found, yes. Nah, Where my is? son, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, man, they did not hold any punches in the beginning of this movie. You mean in what way? Yeah, like, well, the, whole, the whole Chadwick Boseman thing, like, okay. like oh. the, the funeral scene and everything. <laughs> and then, like, hey, have like that whole Marvel thing where it's just. And they show all the different characters, you know, for that splash. Oh, and they have also like but it's, but it's just push. Chadwick Boseman, and it's complete fucking silence. Yes, yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. "Damn, that is respectful as fuck." No, no, they, I don't. They, I don't. They showed him a lot of respect. Yeah, like that was. 
mm, top top notch. So you guys were fans of the way they did it. Yeah, I think it was very, very well made. I think. Uh, well, because they're doing a character, right? But it feels like the actor too. Oh yeah, it, it's if both. the actor hadn't died, there would be he would be mm-hmm. in this movie, right? So they had to rewrite, right? Yeah, I I also think they did a good job. I mean, it's it's grief though, you know. So I don't know. So. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot of bad ways to do it. There's very few right ways. Yeah. Um, and then you also have, you know, the other funeral later on. Yeah. That was actually kind of a surprise. What do you think of that? My, the, I, the, yeah, go ahead. I, had, I didn't think that was going to happen. I literally thought the same thing, that Angela Bassett was going to take over as be like this badass queen mm-hmm. and maybe like recruit someone. Because I wasn't sure who was going to be the Black Panther, the new one. Yeah. yeah. I, I kept seeing these people. I'm like, I'm like, will that be the new Black Panther? Will that be the new Black Panther? Yeah, oh. pretty much the whole time. Interesting. Okay. What, were you, what were you thinking about? You you didn't... It wasn't obvious who was going to be the next Black Panther? I mean, it seems like it was going to be the... Problem. But just in case they were going to throw me a curveball, I wanted to see if I could catch it. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I got what to say. Especially when they're like, oh, hey, here's What's-Her-Face, who's been living, you know, in seclusion for like six years or whatever, or somewhere else. Of, and she's like awesome at like spying the, and shit. And the only other one out. would have been maybe Lupita Nyong'o, right? That's, That's the only what, other one that might be. I thought it was going to be her for a little at first. Yeah. Um, who's got to say is looking so hot in this movie? Anyway, um, who's looking hot? What? Lupita Nyong'o uh, in this movie? She looked great. Um, well, too good. Anyway, um, so it's funny. I didn't think of it. I know that this movie kind of wants you to think, and this could be a byproduct of where it's bad. And, and, and the plot in the plot department, right? But like for me again, I was so I wasn't like immersed like that, but like I was so um, I was focusing on different things that I didn't even have time to ask myself like, oh, who's going to be the new Black Panther? Are we going to get one even? Like I didn't even get a chance to ask myself those questions. I would have been surprised if we didn't get a Black Panther necessarily, or we didn't get, uh, or we only got the uh, the Bassett King uh, Queen, sorry, Queenship going on. Um, or maybe both, like we we'll keep her as queen and we have a Black Panther. I don't know. You know, I, I, my point is that I didn't know what to expect. And when it was happening and I'm like, oh, Shuri's intellect, she's like the, she's like the Stark, right? Of her land, right? The ultra smart technology driven one. And their technology is obviously very, very different than anything we've known to the point where like, it's basically like magic, like magic out there. You know, I like that stuff. I like the combination of all these things that, um, make, make no sense. But like, and then so by the time it got to her, and and then uh, the queen died, and then she's like remaking the flower and shit, and like, and then we get the killmonger scene, which is like my favorite scene, give or take. We're in spoilers. Um, yeah, we have. Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. Oh yeah, because I'm spoiling everything. Yeah, no, I'm, I agree. Yeah. We are in spoilers. And uh, again, they get to that dream scene, which I didn't, ex- I didn't see coming. I didn't know we we're gonna do all that. Like I said, this movie has a lot of plot. But like, by the time I got to all that, I was like, I was with it. But I didn't, I didn't ever ask myself like, oh, who's gonna be the new. Black Panther, but uh, what did you think of uh, Killmonger returning in the dream? I was like, damn, Coogler and Michael B. Jordan have to have a good relationship. Dude, they love each other so much. Yeah, they're in everything together. Yeah, yeah so no, but that, that was awesome. I didn't expect that at all, but it was kind of the fitting person to be there to like guide her and you know, quote unquote guide. But it's like some someone was ruining things for me, um, and mm. someone had mentioned. Uh, or incepted the idea of Killmonger coming back and being the next Black Panther because somebody was talking about it. Uh-huh. I remember, and I was like, I didn't even think about him being like you know, and uh, like him being like, part of the journey of creating the next Black Panther. 
Yeah, I didn't okay. think about anything like that. And I was just mm-hmm. like, that makes so much sense, though. Yeah, it was surprising for me. I didn't expect him either. Obviously, I expected that T'Challa thing, but I, how are they going to do that, right? Right. Um, are they going to do a Star Wars thing where they reanimate him, right? Like those... It would have been bad. It would have been bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't, and I glad, and I guess they focus on this revenge theory, this revenge thing, and you know, getting yeah. back what's yours kind of feel, which is all about Killmonger right there. Yeah. And um, and I liked it. I liked it overall. Again, not very well seen because she goes past that and she right and all that by the end in the battle and in the battle of Namor with Namor. Sorry, um, that uh, it comes back anyway, and it doesn't make any sense. Like I said. It's too fast. They don't spend any real time on any of it. Right. Uh, I just yeah. I was with the movie, so I was fine with it. I agree with you 100. percent Where it's like it's too fast. It's funny because like the movie, I wanted to do too much in one movie. Um, yeah, and and I get it. And I, yeah. Right, and it was three hours. That was the other one. That's the biggest issue. It was three hours. It wanted to do too much, and it didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. And like, um, and it didn't do enough because the movie should have felt like it should have been. I don't know. It, it should have been maybe at close to two hours, but not like. Not almost three hours. Uh, yeah, and, I think uh, this movie on the the attack of Wakanda would have been way better. I think so too. I think um, and then it's introducing part, the like Kill Bill Volume One, Volume Two kind of thing. Yeah, and I, and I think, also think you get to like let it breathe for like. Uh, yeah, you let it breathe, right? You can still take two hours, but you can flesh out some of these plots a bit more for sure. Well, because they're not gonna do that. They're not like, gonna. My, do that, so. my, my biggest problem with this is that you introduce like a new Iron Man potentially mm-hmm. here. And oh yeah, yeah. I hated that. I hated that one. And it's mm. the most, it's most, the most letdown thing ever. She reminds um, me of the girl from Pacific Rim in, in the sequel. Remember yeah. that? Like the the girl that was building her own shit in her garage. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, come on. It, it, it's just you know, it's just they did a, such a piss poor job at doing that. And then yeah, that, um, was, that was the worst one. For sure. Yep. My my favorite thing is my favorite thing about this movie is it's just the world implications of it. To be brutally honest, yeah. I love how how impactful it is to the world. How how much of a threat everyone sees Wakanda, and now there's a new threat potentially, right? Or mm-hmm. not potentially, there is a new threat. Um, yeah, I like that and, situation that we're in, where they're like, "We know who did it, but we can't tell you because this guy threatened our lives if we tell you." Right, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait! Someone right. threatened you guys. We, yeah. We're threatened by you." Well, yeah, wait, right. what? Who could threaten you? Right? Who could threaten you? Exactly. Right. Who's right. watching the Watchmen? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, no, very much so. Yeah, and it's um, yeah. Uh, so supposedly that's somebody for young. Not Young Justice, because that's DC. Uh, young <laughs> Avengers or something? Maybe. They're setting up with... No, I think that's what she is. Like... Oh, that girl? Yeah, the girl. The girl from MIT? What was MIT, right? Uh, Ironheart? Yeah. Really? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I didn't know it was a real thing. Until I saw the suit, I was like, oh, she might be some character I don't know about. Right. Um, I'm like, oh, that sucks. I was like, it was not good. And they kept including her. I'm like, why? I mean, can't you just stash her away somewhere? Like, you know, Although, to... well, she's part of the comic books. No, I get it. I get what they were doing. I'm just saying. I, this I is, get what, was, what they were doing. I just felt so this is forced. It, was it felt so forced. It felt so like all of a sudden I know everything. All of a sudden I do so many things. I felt like if you let it breathe, you let things happen, you let yeah. the attack happen, you can, I don't know, yeah. sort of feelings and stuff. In, but, in a way, this movie has the same problem Eternals has in that it has way too much going on there. Too mm-hmm. many things. And that movie had too many characters. <laughs> I that still haven't seen that one. And that one had too many characters that it wanted to introduce, and this one has too many plots that it wants to talk about. Um, yeah. But they're both very similar in the same and way. And now, too. obviously, the introduction of, um, what's her name? Uh, Ironheart? No, 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 no. The villain in this movie, technically. Neymar? Neymar? No, the girl um, from uh, the CIA or whatever. Julia Louis-Dreyfus? 
Yeah, I forget her name though. Well, she's in um right. the first movie, I think. This, right, right. right. So well, she's been in on two of Valentina the Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah, Ew. her. Um, such a mouthful. She is uh, essentially like if you didn't see that all other show, the, the she's show the Waller her. of the world. Yeah, she's the Waller of the world essentially. Yeah, if you know that, which mm-hmm. you should because of Suicide Squad. Um, she's the Waller of the world, and you're like, hey, this is. Um, you obviously know she's evil, so like you should have known something's coming up. They yeah. want to do something evil here, uh, which. Munch Freeman not a very good CIA agent, by the way. No, he's not. Um, I don't know. I like Martin Freeman, but like I don't know what he's doing but here either. There's a lot of stuff in the movie. Also, he's the comedic like, relief. He's the colonizer. There, 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 there's stuff in the movie yeah, like I like also, how they call him colonizer. That, that, that's really annoying. Where like she's like, oh, um, I had that. Uh, the beads bugged. How? It's tech that you don't know how to use, or it's tech that you've never used before, or it's stuff that you're. It's so, if it's so high tech, how did you have it bugged? And he wouldn't be able to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's. Yeah, I, I thought like that, that was dumb. And that was so dumb, and it's like, and now I can see if, like, well, yeah, I've had your car, I've had your whole place bug, your car bug. So, as I heard most of the, everything you've had, right? Yeah, she's no Saul Berenson, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's yeah. not, like, this big political CIA operative that like, right. figured it out. A, it was obvious, but B, you don't have to lie with such, you don't have to make up some reason that is less plausible, you know? Right, yeah. I Whatever. just, yeah, yeah I don't either. Know. No, I mean, I'm with you guys. I can see again. I can see completely why people were sure turned off by the movie. And, and, and I, I, I just wasn't all the way turned off. Again, you have the time to, to, to do what you want to do with her. This movie, yeah. You don't have to force this out if you want to introduce. Like, why does this movie have to be pushed out now? Does it have to do with like the little things that you're introducing that are, have to be in there for the next movie that you're introducing? So you I don't think ruin so. It? And if that's the case, okay. Wait an extra six months to a year to fix it. It's because like, you guys are DC. Like you guys, are DC. you guys are fucking Marvel. <laughs> like you're not DC. I meant to say you're not DC. You guys are not DC. You're not fucking. You're not in a sinking ship. You're fine. Like you literally can do whatever you want, and everyone's just gonna be like, "Okay, Marvel, no problem, thanks." Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't understand. It's because they got like the Ironheart uh, series coming up, and then like Thunderbolts, the movie coming up. So they gotta like include these people in it. Do they? Yeah. Well, they give themselves that pressure also. Like, they have all these, like, the, they have the next, like, five years planned out, exactly. You know, like, and they all got fit in at the right time and all that shit. And, you know, it's it's dumb. There's no reason. But, like, that's what the reason they came up for themselves. And that's too late now. It's like they opened the box, you know what I mean? But that's all I have on Black Panther. I mean, I guess you, I guess you all want to mention something. Yeah. Way to screw Black Panther out of a post credit scene. What? Wait, say it again? There was no post credit scene, right? There was a post credit scene. You, you mean like <laughs> there was a mid credit scene? Uh, whatever, fine. Not you're right. Mid credit scene, but what's the big deal? Who cares? I you do. Mad that you waited? No, I googled it. Yeah, well, that's the big deal. You don't need one. You don't need one at all. It's like they always gave everyone a post credit scene, except this some of them. Movie. Some of them maybe they haven't. There's been the a majority few. have had a post credit scene. The majority, yes. You can't do that to me. You build me up. I wait through all these credits. And then I mean, go. I guess what I'm saying is that doesn't. I'm fine either which way. I'm glad I didn't have to wait in that right. movie theater. Right, 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 right. Me too. We looked it up and we're like, let's go, let's go. Yep. All right, I, also, so I was, I was dying. I was like, fuck, man, I gotta go. I gotta stand up. Yeah, right. Um, so that's our review of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, we're gonna take another break. When we come back, we're gonna review our second film of the evening, which is what Luke. Snoogans. Clerks 3. Yeah. 
stay with us. Dante, Elias, and Jay and Silent Bob are enlisted by Randall after a heart attack to make a movie about the convenience store that started it all. Clerks 3. <laughs> nice. Written and directed by Kevin Smith. Yeah. Starring the usual suspects, Brian O'Hallorhan uh, as Dante, Jeff Anderson as Randall, uh, Trevor Furman as Elias, Jason Muse as Jay, Kevin Smith as Silent Bob, uh, Rosario Dawson as Becky Scott, and a bunch of other people and a bunch of cameos and things of that nature. Weird cameos, considering a lot of cameos. famous. Well, yeah. some of them are, I guess. The Impractical Chokers. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Geller, mm-hmm. Danny Trejo, Ralph Garman, uh, mm-hmm. Kate uh, Mikuchi. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Mikuchi, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be a Kevin Smith movie without giving Justin Long some type of role. Yep. And he's <laughs> in this too. Uh, and it wouldn't be a Kevin Smith movie without him involving his daughter and wife. Yep, they're both in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so all right, Clerks three boys, and the last shot too. By the way, on the on the daughter part. Yeah, uh, she was there before also. She was what? She was in the a couple shots before. No, I know, but she's. I mean, includes includes his daughter in the last shot of the movie okay. as well. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you lead the way. All right. Um, man, I'm gonna start with this one. Uh... I you know you have to start with Games of New York also. Right? You don't have to. No, they're all his movies. Nope. Ralph's just like I don't want to have to start with Gangs of New York. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I just okay. know I'm starting with it now. Yep, as you should know. All right. Uh, I yeah, this movie was. Uh, yeah, I was movie. disappointed. It was. Yeah. It was okay, but it's not going to be one of those revered Kevin Smith movies that I've grown to love. It was. I don't know. It tried to be a comedy. It tried to be drama. It tried to be a lot of things, and it just kind of flatlined. Okay. Yeah. Oscar, you seem uh, pacing back and forth. What do you got to say? I I just can't sit still. It has nothing to do with the movie. Okay. Um, All right. So I think we should start a little bit by saying, like, our relationship with Kevin Smith. It is heavy. It is large. It is nostalgic. It is there. It is one of my one of the first, maybe even the first filmmaker I really paid attention to in the nineties, uh, as to like the person that I would say, Oh my god, I saw Clerks, I wanna see his next movie and I, you know, when Dogma came on, I want to see it, Chasing Amy, I want to see him you know, like you need you know. I was a big fan. And I brought you guys into it. I brought other friends yep. that are not on the show, that are friends of the show into it, and we all to this day reminisce on the jokes. The almost personal jokes we have with the movies as well, which is kind of weird to say because it's a public movie. These are all public movies. Um, and uh, and then in turn, like, you know, it was a big part of our, our younger lives, you know, even childhood, I guess, to an extent. And um, and I feel like just like I feel like, you know, that scene in Entourage season three, I think uh, Rafael will know this more around that time. One, they're trying to make a movie in the show Entourage. Uh, it's about movie making in Hollywood, and um, they're trying to make a movie, and they're trying to get a director attached to it. And one of them says, "Like, oh, we got the that Kevin Smith guy," and they go, and they go, 
oh, the clerks guy? And an unbelievable, <laughs> like, why would you ever hire that guy to direct our movie? Mm-hmm. Wait, I feel like how they felt with this movie. <laughs> Which is to say, it wasn't good. <laughs> I did not like it. Um, I feel like the movie... Um, and, and this is another question I have for later, but like, I feel like it forced everything in. The only positive thing I have about this movie is that it gets better. By the time the end hits, it is a better movie than the first half, for sure. But it has such a rocky first half. Rocky, rocky, rocky first half. Everything looks forced. I don't know if anyone remembers how to act. I have like a lot of acting questions, like ben, like like basic fucking acting questions in this movie, you know. And um, you know, I remember very well fearing Clerks Two to be good because it was such a big deal, and it was after ten years, maybe even more. And I'm surprised at how well it worked. Like I found myself like, oh, I guess Kevin Smith's you know isms and shtick and and types of jokes still works even better with this rated R in the 2000s kind of era, right? And like, oh, it works even pretty good, you know? And so I was kind of hoping maybe the same in this one. Nope, not the case. There's a lot of that for sure, but it just runs, it runs dated. And it doesn't look good, unfortunately. And I found it hard to stay with the movie. I ended up watching it in three sittings, guys. Uh, Oh, my Lord. Yeah, and it's not that long either. So that's my rough, my rough intro, uh, impressions of the movie. We'll get into more of it in a minute. Ralph, what did you think? I mirror a lot of what you're saying. I especially mirror what you're saying about the fact that it's, um, it gets better as the movie um, progresses. And it is a rocky first half. Um, very rocky um, mm-hmm. in that aspect. I feel like, um, and I hate to put this, uh, I hate to say it, I guess, like that. But let's say... Um, what did he do? Uh, I would say since his accident or his heart attack or whatever he had, right? Um, you know about been, Randall? No, I'm talking about Kevin Smith. Okay. Good. His Good. actual... Yeah, sorry. Because um, the, the plot is that Randall has a heart attack and he wants to make a movie, right? Right, exactly, yeah. Right. Um, which is a funny plot, by the way. Yeah, uh, that works. But, uh, yeah, whenever he got his heart attack, I forget when it was, maybe like 2015? Uh, I didn't know maybe. he had one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he lost all that weight, or stroke? Yeah, he lost all the weight. Essentially, whenever he lost all the weight, like a couple years after that, mm-hmm. um, he is trying to. Um, I think he's just trying to wrap up all his stuff. Um, yeah, all of his his universe essentially because he did create a universe. I mean, it's cra- kind of crazy when you think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he, it connects with this. It connects with dogma and something. Right, exactly. Connect to each other in very little ways. In very little ways, yeah, right. Mainly James and Bob, right? Um, are the the precursors of all the are all the connecting? Yeah, Jane talking about connects everyone to the world. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. I mean, obviously, not everything is connected, but the, his universe. It's like, it's like they, they, yeah, they take place in the same world. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like Cop Out is not a movie; he just directed it, you know, for example. Yeah, right, stuff like that. But anyways, besides the point, um, he, uh, I think this one, he's just trying to wrap up Clerks. I think he was going to do it, um, and a lot of this stuff is just in that aspect and knowing it. I think feeling that. Uh, I kind of knew that's what we were going to do here. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I guess I find the second half of the movie like way more justified for that reason. Um, and I get, like, I feel like also he just like, he's heavily, just a little bit too heavily reliant now on all of his past work. Um, yeah. And 
uh, it's it's a little sad on that aspect that it's just relying. Just, the new stuff is there. There's some of it, but really, it's just all the old stuff that's being brought back to life. Uh, all the old jokes, all the old stuff that's you know, um, and, and it's almost like if in a weird meta way, it's almost like if we're talking about a, that and that's the movie being made. Yeah, in a weird way, right? Like it's like if me and you were talking about like how would they ever end clerks. You know, or like, and we're just like, well, let's just talk about Clerks 1 and 2 and what happened. And then, bam, that's, that's the movie that they ended up filming. It's like, you know, in a weird, trippy way. Um, with just with the actors, obviously, like, and being shot, like, if they're doing Clerks 3. Um, so, yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, I hate to say it because I love Kevin Smith and I love a lot of his work, or just about all of his work. But that's one of those things where, obviously, I, I saw, I think the first movie I did see of his was Clerks. If not, maybe Mallrats. I can't remember, but I know Clerks and Mallrats were right there. Yeah, and you know, I've seen all of his work. I, I think I've only missed I, all of his original work. Obviously, not. I haven't seen some stuff. Obviously, directed other things, TV shows, and a bunch of stuff like that. But movie wise, I've seen all of his actual work. And uh, yeah, not everything's a fucking home run, but at the same time, I mean, you'd expect to like, guess a certain thing from it, and I feel like it's just not there. And I feel like he's just wrapping up stuff. And he's like, I'm just wrapping up my movies. I'm just wrapping up all my universes, so I don't have to worry about feeling like it didn't get wrapped up. Um, yeah. That's it. Uh, but yeah, sad to say it is, it's not his best work. Um, I'm not, I wasn't expecting it to be his best work either, but at the same time I was expecting it to be a little bit, I guess, um, not heavily, not too heavily reliant on all his past work, but it was extremely reliant on that. Yeah. Um... Luke, anything else uh, before we get into spoilers? I assure you, we're still here. Spoilers. You want to just get into it? Okay, no. Um, fuck Elias. That kid sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I and was... I hate that they killed off one of the the best characters. Well, it's possible that uh, this girl didn't want to be back full time in the movie. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a very good. It's like uh, he likes to punish that character Dante yeah. in his movies, and I don't know if that was just a well, step too far, you know. Also, like I think everyone else is that you know the Dante, like you know he plays other people in the UFC universe, and they like, go, oh, they're all brothers of Dante, and they're all like wildly more successful than Dante is. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Don't know about that, but yeah, okay. Um, um, why is this so difficult? I'm looking up for his movies, and it's so difficult to find just what he directed. Who, Kevin Smith? Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, I got you. It's annoying. Um, so Clark, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jason Holland, Bob Strike Back, uh, Jersey Girl, uh, Clerks Two, um, Zachary Mary Porno, uh, Cop Out, Red State. I'm skipping obviously shows. So Red State is the last good movie I liked. I didn't like yeah, I, I had fun with Tusk. Tusk is um, there also. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's like TV specials, TV movies uh, with Jane by the Bob stuff. Jane by the Bob stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoga Hosers was oh, very rough for me to watch. And yeah, then uh, Jane by Reboot. Uh, and then Clerks 3. Yeah. Yeah, something was a rough. Uh, that was the last good movie I liked of his for sure. Uh, Zachary Mirror Make a Porn. I liked that one too. Um, I liked when he stepped out of his own universe, for sure. And I thought he was going in that direction, honestly. Um, I think he was. I think, honestly, he was doing that direction. And I felt like, and then he 
something that this act that his incident is. Well, you know, okay. So here's the thing out. about Kevin Smith, and this is why I like him. Um, even though I don't like him like the way I used to adore him, you know, um, anymore, like as a person, I mean, I mean, I mean, like because of his smart cast and all this shit, is that he is, uh, he is the one, probably the biggest, I think he's the biggest, uh, name in actual independent filmmaking. Like the guy does not like studios, does not like, and he does it all himself. Like even the podcasting thing, it was all himself. He was one of the pioneers, right? Like about all that, you know, he was a big deal back then. Uh, I'm sure it's still going on, but it was a big deal. And um, and he got out of the, the Hollywood system in the 90s and with experimental movies like Red State and shit, making it entirely his own, right? And remember, I don't know if you guys remember Red State, but that was a big deal back then. It was the first movie to be distributed by like a single person as opposed yeah. to, right? Yeah. Very chance the rappers. Mm-hmm. Only he was there before. Yeah, right. And uh, and he's very much about that. And I think that somewhere in that translation, somewhere like he, like maybe if he had stuck to, not stuck to the, the system of Hollywood, I don't want to make his life worse or anything, but like maybe if he had done a few other projects that weren't his, just his own. Um, again, I don't know what he's done really because I miss a lot of his stuff, but like I feel like he would have, the movie wouldn't have felt in the way that it did, it felt like a it felt like a first time movie, uh, in many ways. It, it looked nice, like the, the looking was fine. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like there was grainy footage or anything, but like, it just felt stilted, forced, like everything we're saying, and the dialogue did not snap at all. Like in Clerks too, it was snappy for sure, and did not snap whatsoever in this movie. Once in a great while, it would do that. And I felt like it didn't. And I feel like something he lost along the way there. And I'm not saying attributing to his personal like heart attack. I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying that something happened along the way. And that's why I haven't been able to enjoy his movies, you know, as much. Uh, he's not Shane Carruth, you know, another independent filmmaker, aggressive independent filmmaker who hates the system and makes his own movies. And that's why he only makes like one movie every 20 years. But like, you know, he's not that guy, you know, he's that guy who writes original really weird movies that work better. You know, and uh, and unfortunately, Kevin Smith stuff just doesn't work. It's like nostalgia porn, and I'm past it. I'm I was I've been past nostalgia stuff for a long time. I never really feel it, really. And as much as I love Kevin Smith's ninety stuff, and I do feel some nostalgia for it, doesn't mean that a rem- a, um, a reminder of it in a movie in a new movie is gonna do anything for my heartstrings. So um, now we can get into spoilers. Unless you guys want to say something about what I just said. Yeah, I mean, after the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, it was... Mm-hmm. I had issues. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Yeah. All right, so let's get into spoilers then for Clerks right. 3, starting right now. So what makes the second half better? Do we all agree to that, by the way? I agree. I didn't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think one half was better than the other. Okay. I, I mean, I hated it right off the beginning. I was like, when I saw like the little funeral thing for Rosario Dawson's character, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, like they killed her off like already, like that fast, like what the fuck? And then you know, it, it builds on like later on in the movie when they're in the hospital, and you see like that flashback of yeah, like that dream sequence flashback. Yeah. It and it's just like, like nine, and the whole like haunting. It felt like not even a flashback or or dream sequence. It wasn't a flashback, by the way. Uh, they say it was a dream sequence, but like it didn't feel like one either. So, yeah. and then at the movies place, mm-hmm. 
So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so you do you not like did you not like the plot of Randall making a movie about his life inconvenience? No, I. Uh, no, that was fine. I'm asking Luke. Sorry, because he said you didn't think uh, much of a difference of between both halves of the movie. So. Yeah. No, was, uh, that, that whole that whole aspect was fine. If it just stuck to that, like, uh, I think would have been better. Okay. Uh, Roth, now you do agree that it got better. Um, obviously not redeeming enough, but like, what did you think of the second half? Well, the second half starts when he starts making the movie, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. That's when the movie gets good because it's funny. It's actually um, interesting. It gets because it's actually yeah, interesting. Yeah, there's actually happening. something going on. Mm-hmm. There's a plot. There's a lot of things going on. Um, yeah. With like, and it and it makes sense. And it's like. It's almost as if he's Kevin Smith going like, good, well, why don't uh, we do it's, this? It's wholesome meta-ness, actually. Yeah, right? very much so. It's very nice it, because it's, and, yeah. Yeah, no, and I think it works. I think it, I think it does a good job of doing it. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes sense, you know, and he's still Randall the asshole, though, which is like, mm-hmm. which is, which works even good, even better, you know? Um, but yeah, the beginning part was just like, what's going on here? Like, I, I don't understand. I'm like, yeah, like, there's like many redeeming things going on. I'm like, why are you here? Like, ugh, like what's going on? And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, you guys bought it, or you guys bought a store together. Okay. So you guys co-own it and run it, I guess. Okay, so you guys don't yeah. pay anybody and make money off of it. That's fine. My 7-Eleven guy does that. Right? Well, not anymore. Now he pays for people. But that's fine. Like, it's, it's cool. You know? But, like, I get that. And, and uh, it aggressively, it aggressively talks a lot about the last movies. Like, the, everything in that, everything in yeah. the props, everything is about nails, right? It's uh, the very yeah. grand cigarette yeah. that's in this universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like right. the Green Apple for Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. Um, so many of those. It's aggressively Very always so, yeah. gotta have Julie's gum. Always, everywhere. <laughs> like it's always gotta be a thing. Always gotta be a thing. Yeah, it's a really aggressively nostalgic, and I found it kind of overwhelming. Um, it's like a shotgun to the face. Um, right. And then, the, but but I liked the I, I liked the I liked the meta component of it. It was yeah. it was nice. It was wholesome. It wasn't overbearing. Yeah. Uh, it almost felt like a Luis Buñuel. Uh, film a little bit there and how referential to itself it was it almost made me think about like and I didn't forgive the movie or anything I w- but it gave me the thought that maybe this is why they're so they're bad, acting so badly now because they only act good in front of the camera for the movie that we love from 1990 or whatever like it's almost like that's like that's how that's how yeah. nifty this thing is and it almost makes you forgive the the trashy on you know senselessness that goes on before. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think my my favorite part in the beginning of the, the, the first half of the movie is when they're dealing drugs and they're yeah. running they're running a, a weed <laughs> store mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, hundred. It's probably illegal. It's illegal. Yeah, right. And then the, everything he does is just like so shady. And the guys look at him like, bro, like it's fucking legal. What are you yeah. doing? And he did it like, in the nineties. Right, like, <laughs> gets so mad, and that's it. That's like the, my favorite part of the beginning of the movie, and then the first half of the movie. Yeah, and then after that, I was just like, "All right, what are we doing here, guys?" Yeah, Jason Mewes had nothing going for me. I didn't, I didn't like anything he did in the movie. Nothing landed at yeah. once like, compared to his other stuff. Again, it's all childish, boorish behavior. But like, either I'm way past that, or like it didn't work for me this time around, or both. Yeah, and um, I just didn't care that much about it. Um, which is, speaks to our thing. Like maybe we shouldn't hold on to these childhood things, treasures so much because like you have to build on it in a way that it doesn't feel like those original movies. Like you have to, like if you have to make a sequel 30 years later or whatever, yeah. like, you know, maybe don't make it look exactly like it. Don't make it try to feel the same way. Like we're past that age. No one makes nineties movies. Anymore. Every time they try, it sucks. The movies suck. 
It's another example of that. Um, uh, Mid nineties was good. No, but I'm saying you can't. You have to look forward, not backwards. That's my point. I yeah, I know you know. Um, <laughs> with your camera off, and um, yeah, uh, but I'll say one good thing about this movie that we never get to see in movies, never ever, well, is that all the actors look like actors. They look like regular people. Everyone looks like a regular. That I mean, that was the point of it, right? So. Yeah, that's the point of it. But it's it's also very much like that, and that is way more casual. Um, no one references that. No one matters that. No one does anything. No one makes a comment about it. And that's something that's uh, not always been true with his movies because Ben Affleck is in a lot of his movies, and Ben Affleck is a beautiful, handsome man. But like otherwise, it basically is like this, right? Everyone's right. like a regular person you walk past on the street or see in the quickie mart or whatever. Yeah. I do think the fact that when, when we Veronica do get I look like a regular girl. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do the fact that when we get do we get Ben Affleck, we get Boston Ben Affleck. We get Boston, Boston John. Boston John. Yeah. That's great. And uh, and you know that kind of stuff, like those little cameos, those flash little flashes of cameos, they were fun because they didn't stay too long. It was a great thing. It was a very small thing, and it also makes me think, like, oh, I'm glad he stayed friends with all these people, right? That over the years, you know, because he, he he helped uh, Ben Affleck's career in the beginning and ba- and vice versa. Um, right. So yeah, and so they were to make a that movie. I forgot the name of it. What movie? Whatever with Ben Affleck, where has a daughter? What's the name? Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. Wow, I remember it fast. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, can't think of anything right now. What else you guys have? Um, oh yeah, Dante's death. Also, we got to talk about that. <laughs> Spoiler: We're in spoilers. I know, but it was. Fu- it's funny, like how Randall was like, "Oh, heart attack!" You know, I've had one of those. It's no big deal. <laughs> Just because he survived his heart attack. Yeah, yeah, no, that was pretty shitty of him. Yeah, the way he was acting there, and, the and then the, and how they were. <laughs> First and foremost. I hated Elias. I hated his whole transition and the whole. That was that was bad. That was the whole taste. blockchain I'm not crypto shit. But that was bad. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, devout Kath or Christian going into Satanist because he thinks he caused the heart attack. Uh, that was yeah, so yeah. bad. It was really. Kind I of wanted to punch him in it was the kind face. Of insulting. That was some nighty shit you could get away with then, not now. Yeah, right? that was one of those things. Um, yeah, the the graveyard scene. Okay. We're Rosario right. Dawson and like all the shit that they're doing in oh, heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like really, yeah. That one. Was Did that would have been funny if it's like a twelve year old boy, maybe? Yeah, or it went too long. I think I felt like it went too, long. D- I it too many too examples. Long, yeah. Yeah. She name dropped too many names. You know? Yeah. Um, I didn't like that either. Yeah. Although, and then it hurt. And it hit me like hard when like apparently she was pregnant when she passed away yeah so in clerks like, oh, and when they bought the store back she was pregnant that's right i told totally oh, like they had, to, about they had the... to i remember so david was like right after that that i knew that when they showed that she's dead i'm like oh he doesn't have a kid either then most likely because they got I forgot. Back jesus you're right yeah it's even worse Seems oh fuck, yeah <laughs> Oh, and then that yeah. whole thing with the uh, when Veronica's like, you know, you don't have a family or whatever. Like, yeah, damn, that cool. bitch, that was that, rough. That, that scene landed. That was, that was a good scene. I like that. No, that scene, great. Second half. <laughs> second half. <laughs> Poppy's like, second half, bitches. Second half, green light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but no. Yeah. no. <laughs> uh, Rafi, anything you want to mention? Talk about? No, no, no. I agree. I, I think. Um, I know that. I know the joke was funny. Like what you're saying. The. the, the 
but it the stay stays too long, so the scene isn't great. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just that there's a lot of parts of this. Like it's just I don't know. It yeah. There's I don't know. I get it, and I get what you're trying to do. Um, you're trying to play on the character. It's fine, but um, <laughs> Randall being an asshole the whole movie through was fantastic. That's fine. At least some of the characters like stayed true, very true to themselves. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how I they, were, they were playing that scene, the salsa shark scene, where in the original Clerks, <laughs> it's like a big, big moment of the characters, right? Where they kind of like you know uh, is, yeah. they clash and and each other, right? They yell at each other, and like they do it. It reminds them to yell at him for real, and that's, it does, that's, yeah. that was a, yeah, that was yeah. like probably the best scene in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I like the fact that obviously good. Kevin Smith knew that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his- Big moment. I can see him like, like I can see the script starting from that scene, like thinking of that. I'm like, oh, okay, right. and then making a movie around it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's good. That part was good. Dante's death or Dan T's <laughs> death. What do we think? Or, what about the foreshadowing of it? Oh, they did foreshadow it, right? Yeah, how should you, like, you know, if you eat just like him, you're gonna end up here too. You know. <laughs> right, oh, right. that's not what. I, oh, wow. Oh, you're right. And what did you get? Because in the original, have you guys seen the original director's cut of Clerks? Yeah, with the, so. with yeah, where the guy comes in and, and kills him, like yeah. the mugger comes in and yeah. robs a store and shoots him in the face. Yeah, uh, obviously that didn't happen, but like he still did it. So like the fact that Randall was shooting his death scene, I also I thought that was the foreshadowing you were talking. About. Oh no, but you're right. No, no, the the your foreshadowing is more accurate. I'm just <laughs> saying that there was two. I thought it was just like a spoof on uh, Kevin Smith. You know, I think like, it was more like telling uh, us like, making hey, sequels. The director's cut. There's a director's cut here. You all didn't see, you know, maybe, or just being funny with it. I don't know. Uh, also, much. I don't know if I liked the nurse that much or the actress that much. I, I didn't like her, that dog, the surgeon. Yeah, I didn't like any of that. None of that landed. Ever. No. Amy Solaris. I don't care. Dr. None of it landed. Lanham? It was all weird. Well, it was like, everything. All the bad references to oh. like superheroes. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> then the whole thing it. with Randall, like, oh, hey man, my penis Did is really tr- small. Like, I don't understand this movie. I don't understand. Like, those that's that whole thing was way too long. Like, why? I almost skipped it. Like, I can't. It's, <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah. Like, against my principles. Like, I can't do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. This movie has some, a lot of bad. Again, some good too, but not redeeming enough. Um, but Dante's death. I'm sorry. I'm keeping, you're not saying anything about it. But, like, what do we think of it? Appropriate? Not appropriate? Do you guys like this for the finale of Clerksing? Of the Clerks universe, cinematic universe, the CCU. I wish it was a better way to go. Okay, stop. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's just like a way to finalize it. I, yeah. you know, like it's like end of it. You know, that's it. Yeah. Uh, he is the main character. They say it all the time. You know, mm-hmm. him dying is obviously the end of the movie. Or the end of the franchise of Clerks and stuff like that, um, all of that jazz. So I mean, it makes sense. I I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the decision. I thought also the precursors of him talking to his wife, um, like multiple times, you know, or having these things. It's just like yeah, there's like three of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, the third one was like when he actually passes, right? Yeah. Um, um, and I was just like a precursor of like him building up to like you're already at the veil, like you're gonna die. The wife. Any knows. any any feels coming up, boiling up there or no? Um, Dante dying slash being shown the movie that started it all. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I, mean, I thought it was a good way, like, to end it. Like, I had a few bubbles it. of like something. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So did like, I. Not fading. I had a few what bubbles of like. Oh no, it's getting my heartstrings a little. Bit. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially because they use the like, original footage from the original movie. Yeah, that, that's you could tell it right. right away, right? Because oh look at that face. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It was good. Boy, and Randall did not age well. <laughs> None of them ages well. I mean, they all age like regular people. That's my point, and that's why I like about it. Uh, that's part of the, I mean, obviously. Yeah, they're all like. So set in our ways, right? To watch just beautiful people with perfect makeup do the movies, but like, <laughs> that's not reality either. Um, yeah, what he said. Well, yeah. Um, it's uh, the most unbelievable thing in this movie, though, is thinking that Randall making a movie about uh, people that work in convenience stores, entirely set in a convenience store, as a new age. Uh, like, no one's ever made that movie before at that time. And right. if you're in current times, no way that's not true. <laughs> But, like, in the 90s, yeah, that could be true. Well, also, to his library, it is. Right? Because he says he's watched all these movies, but he watched all those movies in the 90s, maybe early 2000s. Mm. And then he's just rewatching the same shit over and over again. So, yeah. really, mm. yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess I'll buy that. Um, there was something else I want to mention, but I think, uh, uh, you know, this movie... Um, uh, it's too much about its own self. It's too much about the history of itself. Um, it's hard to watch because of it. Like also, like it would have been harder to watch if I understand if I didn't understand all the little, you know, because I've seen these movies so much, I understood everything. Oh yeah, movies. you're not you're not showing yeah. this movie to somebody yeah. the first time. Right, it's even worse for someone who's never seen Clerks. Did you? Hmm. So at the end of the credits, kind of not uh, like during the yes, end of the I credits, heard that. I you heard, heard that whole spiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear it, Ralph? Yes, I would look. Oh, you saw it look okay. What did you think of that? It was a nice. I mean, it was nice. Yeah, no. How he nice. wanted to actually end it, kind of in a way. And I'm, I'm glad. Ultimately, like a director should have its own way of it. Do- yeah, I get that. I just didn't agree with it <laughs> um, at all. Uh, yeah, no. I was. It was a very nice uh, ending, like a little, little letter at the end, right? To finalize uh, this this world that he created, right? Yeah, um, that was nice. That was cool. Um, uh, one thing I did want to mention real quick, and this is how much we all know about Kevin Smith, uh, especially back then, is that uh, you guys know that he originally intended to be to play Randall in yeah. Clerks, right? Yeah. Because he gave him all the best scenes, all the best lines, sorry. All the best lines ca- came from, ca- he gave to Randall, the character, and he was going to play Randall. Obviously, directing, writing, and starring in a movie was going to be way too difficult, so he opted for Silent Bob instead, where he didn't have to do so much work. Um and in this movie, it's like he gave himself that job again. Like he was able to play the director and Randall because Randall plays himself right, as the director of the movie. And I thought that was a nice little connection to reality there. Um, and that's where I'll leave it off on for Clerks 3. So um, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to review our last film of the evening. 20 years ago today or 20 years ago this year, what came out, Luke? Gangs of New York. That's right. Stay with us. In 1862, Amsterdam Valen returns to the Five Points area of New York City, seeking revenge against Bill the Butcher, his father's killer. Gangs of New York. It was a horrible reading. Shut up, you. Directed by the one and only Martin Scorsese. Or Scorsese. <laughs> Definitely say that in front of, to his face. Mention that. <laughs> ah, he won't live long. Hmm. No, Alright, so... <clears throat> yeah, he's pretty old. So we got Leonardo DiCaprio, Cameron Diaz, Daniel Day fucking Lewis, John mm-hmm. C. Riley, Liam Neeson, Brandon Gleason, and other people. Did you say Brendan Gleason? Who? 
Brandon Gleason. Oh, okay, I didn't hear the G. I was like, what? <laughs> no. All right, so this is my pick for the marathon. Yeah, this one came <laughs> out in forget? 2002, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the first time I saw it, obviously Oscar showed it to me. I'm glad. Yes, because this guy can quote the movie like it's his fucking job. I quoted the movie? Yes. Yeah, you, they the movie you were just quoting it like scene by scene. And it's I, very quotable. I still remembered. I I we were doing that earlier. What yeah. were you saying, Rob? I said, I shot the clerk. <laughs> yeah, we quoted a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And uh, yeah, now this movie's been amazing. I think I've only seen it like one, two. Probably this is my fourth time ever watching it. So, <sighs> but it's definitely one of like the best movies that came out in two thousand two. That I, so I'm glad to have picked it. Yeah, and glad to have rewatched it again because it definitely is a movie that holds up. I'm gl- oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That was my question. Do you think it held up? Okay. Oh, one thousand percent. All right. So, going in order. Ralph, what did you think of Gangs of New York? How is that an order? Oscar went, and I went, and now you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a good, it's a good movie. Don't say that. Just good. Yeah. <laughs> Just good. America, not great. Okay. America was born in the streets. You know. About it. Not a bad tagline, though. That is not a bad tagline. Yeah. Um, no, this is probably the movies. Uh, let's see, Leonardo DiCaprio's work before this. Uh, oh, this was also my introduction to Daniel Day Lewis. That was a question I had for you guys too. If this not is my introduction. To. What was your introduction to Daniel Day, Rob? I'll I'll look it up, but it's not this. Hmm. Um. So 2002. So yeah, he's coming off of bad movies like Titanic, um, The Beach, Romeo and Juliet. Bad you know. movies? Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I'm kidding. Obviously, the, the, no, but he's coming they... off of. My- but so like his heart get, throb streak, his heart, his heart throb streak. Of course, that's what, that's what I meant. Gang of New York is that first like movie right there uh, that he's finally doing. That he's like okay. First time working with him too. I think this but. is my, this is a his his man's movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, no man, I thought the shit out of this movie when it came out. I thought it was um, well. Then I thought it was long too because it was almost three hours. But now I still. I mean, I know it's long. I know what I'm going into. But it's so riveting. It's so captivating. You want to watch it. You don't mind the three hours. Um, it's uh, As a matter of fact, half the movie goes by and you're just like, damn, man, this, this shit's still going? Like, I wonder how much more, you know? Like, And you're like, what? I know, I know, I know the movie because I've seen it, I don't know, maybe like five times or so. Yeah. So, like, you know how it's breaking down. You know what's going to happen next. You know, but you just forget that there's so much attention to detail in the movie. Um, so much things that have to happen before... We get to those other parts, obviously. Um, or that some of the scenes just, you know, there's chock full of so much good dialogue or, and acting, obviously, that you get all these things. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, I, I dug the fuck out of this movie. Um, this is uh, a very quotable movie, especially for Oscar. Um, I remember you <laughs> guys. I remember Luke not stop quoting certain things. Um like two coats all the time, or just you know stuff like that, or like uh, watches left McGloin, you know, um, you know, and stuff like that. I just remember like there's little little things that you would always be like, you would just remember for no reason at a random time, and only people like us who would watch the movie before or 
multiple times and you're like, yeah, like that's, you know, Yanks is New York thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just easily, it's one of, uh, I, I would say it's in the upper tier of Martin Scorsese work. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's like, it's in the upper tier. It's, um, I don't know. I don't know where it's not, it's not up, up, but it's, um, I, it's, it's, it's there. Um, it's probably just like right around, right around that mid tier, upper tier. Okay. But it's upper tier for me. Um, I mean, I, I think it could be fun to one day rank his movies. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun to see where our rankings are, and just and then just eventually <laughs> hit each other from to see what what's ranked like the highest. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, it's just chock full of amazing actors and um, what's it called? Amazing work. Uh, you're probably introduction to some people like John C. Riley. I don't know who John C. Riley was. I don't know what he was doing before his. You know, and then he does. He does a fucking one eighty and it's like, you know what, let me just do comedy. You know, yeah, like I, I can't what? see him in non comedy roles and it always throws me off. I'm like, wait, this guy's not in a funny It's funny no, because I only saw him as a dramatic actor first. Right. So that's how he was. But like it's funny because he didn't come into like my knowing who he is as an actor, name wise and everything, until he was in a comedy role. And I was like, You're funny as fuck and I was like, Wait, but I've seen you before, why do you look so familiar? And you're like looking at all these movies, you know, and you're like, oh shit, like you've done so much crap. Like, that's crazy. I didn't even, you know, like, how did I not know? Like, you're in Boogie Nights. And how did I not know you're in, you know, Thin Red Lion and all these other Magnolia? And, you know, like, I, yeah. how, how do I, how do I not know this? So, you know? Friend, friends of mine uh, back then, um, by the time Gangs in New York had come out, we had, we were talking about John C. Riley. Like, is he only typecasted as a person that everyone makes fun of or everyone like fucks with? Because he had done Magnolia ninety nine, who is like a softy, let's just say. Um, the uh, the perfect storm, the good girl was like he gets cheated on. Gangs in New York, Chicago, right after, if not the same year, I think, wow. also gets cheated on. Same year. Um, you know, like he had this like streak of movies where like serious movies, serious roles, where he was always like the butt of the joke. Or taken advantage of in some way, and uh, we thought like Gangs in New York was also one of those at the time. <clears throat> well, and then 2006 kicked in. He does, you know, Talladega Nights, mm-hmm. freaking Bobby, Mercedes <laughs> uh, Big Baby. Uh, but anyways, besides that, it's just like there's amazing actors in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's probably like a, 2002 is like a pivotal time for like I think um, you probably. I've seen some of these people before. You know the people, so you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go see it because of this," you know, um, and stuff like that. Or it could be like, "Hey, I, who the fuck is that guy?" You know, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then you find out that the author does amazing work. Um, it's definitely like a Scorsese movie during the time as well, where what you know all his old stuff from like what eighties, you know, seventies, yeah. I think, right? Also, um, so like. There's, I don't know. There's a lot. Of, there's this movie's really impactful, especially for my upbringing as well. I was probably too young to watch it when it came out, and then that's why I saw it later, so I could actually like fucking know what I watched. And then now I know what I watched, obviously. But yeah, that's, that's my take on this movie. Without getting into too much, which I did already anyway. Right. Am I next? Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, so um, I'm glad I showed you all this movie. <laughs> It was a big movie, though, back then. It was nominated for, like, 20 things, I think. Um, didn't win much, though. I know he didn't win director. I know that much. <coughs> I think it was the year, the year that Chicago won everything. Um, but, yeah, Gangs of New York was a, a, it's a lot of things for me. Um, not just quotable. 
It isn't my first Dion Day Lewis thing. And it, was, it isn't even my first Civil War. Even though this isn't exactly a Civil War movie, it's not exactly that. But it takes place during the Civil War in America, and it has a big component to it. Yep. Um, I was oh, uh, the name of the father is from <clears throat> Daniel Lewis. Oh, my left foot is from my first one. So. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, and um, he, I, I know that Glory had come out, which is a Civil War big movie from the nineties that I liked a lot. I had seen that before, um, but there isn't a whole lot of Civil War movies that are that are good anyway or iconic as there are World War Two or Vietnam or even World War One, right? Glory. Glory is a Civil War movie, right? Yeah. 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 I'm saying, other than Glory, I can't think of one besides Gangs of New York that is a good one, a memorable one, or iconic. Off the top of my head, anyway. I don't know. Maybe there's some. Uh, anyway, so uh, I love, the, I love the, the historical footprint of it. I like that the, because it takes place in uh, those that century. I forgot the year. Sorry, guys. Um, because it takes place so much back then, the movie feels timeless in that way. Like That's why I still love it today as much as I did. In 2002, I, this is the first time I think I took Leonardo DiCaprio seriously, um, even though uh, the one major sin of the movie is that, and this is a problem. It is technically a problem because this movie is not perfect. Nothing is. But like, I think this movie is like one of the really rare movies in existence where like the supporting character overshadows the main character. <laughs> And of course, I'm talking about Daniel Day Lewis yeah. overshadowing the fuck out of Leo. Um, like his acting looks like shit compared all the time, and he's trying his best. You know, like they give him this uh, a lot of voiceover and things like that. You, it's his movie, right? It is yeah. his movie. But and we open with him, him and Liam Neeson, right? With the whole, you know, son, the blood stay, you know, the blood stays on the blade, and all that shit. Never look away. <laughs> don't never look away. It's a really bad grammar sentence, actually. That's what he says. Don't well, never. back then, that was grammarly accepted. Yes, it was grammarly accepted, yes. Uh, but don't never look away makes no fucking sense. Just saying. Um, yeah, we get, them, we get them first, but you remember Daniel Day-Lewis or Bill the Butcher in that fight thing. You know, yeah. him yelling and the bolstering up, the telling each other the gang names. It looks ridiculous on one level, but on the other level, it looks super serious, super dramatic, super fucked up. And it gives all that tagline, you know, America was born in the streets, some real like heaviness to it. Immediately in the first scene, right? With the whole battle and the badass soundtrack. God, that soundtrack's pretty great too. Do you guys enjoy it? You guys remember? Yeah. Nope. Okay, well, I did. It's great. I would recommend it to listen to it. I used to listen to the soundtrack of this movie. Um, even the U2 part, yes. Even the U2 song works. Mm, no. It just it, it works where it works the part that they put in the movie. No, 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 no. Did the end record skip? Yes. But no, no, it, it just works until once they start singing this yeah, it sucks. But like up, up until that part it's great. <laughs> Fucking Bono. Yeah, I don't like it. The hands that build America. Build yeah, America. but it's a great open to that song cuz they use it so well at the end. I don't know, that's a great ending. Um, yeah, so this movie is super violent, super a lot of things. It's about history, it's about race, it's about a lot of things. But here's my question to you guys. We know Martin Scorsese is Italian, right? Mm-hmm. He is considered to be, by many people, especially Italians or Italian-Americans, to be uh, one of the grandfathers of mafia movies, right? Yeah, 1,000%. Now. Goodfellas, come on. But all of his movies... All of the movies, except for maybe one. I can't think of it off the top of my head, though. They're all about the Irish. In the mafia movies. 
Goodfellas, Ray Liotta is Irish. Yep. He's not Italian. Joe Pesci is the only actual Italian in that movie. Not Robert De Niro either, by the way, who's half Irish. Casino, he's not Irish. He's, he's not, not Irish. Italian. He's Jewish. He's Jewish. something else. Yep. Um, you know, all of his movies. And now this one, heavy on the Irish. It's, a, it's like the Irish people are like, you know, the, the way we treat black people today in some states still. Like, they are the minority, hardcore, in this movie, right? They're coming off the boat by the dozens, thousands, hundreds, whatever, every single day up to New York, past Ellis Island, all that shit. And they are treated like the hardcore minority by Bill the Butcher and his crew, right? Which is the Americans. Um, the which, by the way, which, by the way, they call the American natives, like Native Americans. Like, that's yeah. a funny, that's, a, that's like a play on words there because they are not the natives <laughs> of this land. Which is right. I, I wish I would walk around when he said the natives. And I'd yeah. Like, not right. The hypocrisy of his bullshit, right? Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of those inherited, one of those inherited beliefs, too. This notion, like, Bill the Butcher is a legit bad guy. And that's the yeah. thing is that nearly everyone in this movie, everyone is a bad guy to an extent. They all do bad things. They all do sinful things, crime-ridden things, or just morally, amoral things, whatever. But, like, he is the worst of them all because he actually has a good, he has a reason for it. Like, a, not, like, a good reason, but he has his reasons, and he knows what he's doing, and he still does it anyway. Um, like he has no compulsion at all to kill you because he be- thinks you're, be- you're beneath him. You don't belong in this country. He feels fine with killing you. And that distinction is what makes him a real evil guy, right? And I like that movie. I like this movie a lot for all that stuff. And um, I think it does a good job. But what do we think about Martin Scorsese really focusing on Irish people in all his movies? This one being probably the most. What do you think of that? What is he trying to say to us? He really likes the Irish. Is that what that means? I don't know. Good subject matter? It's just interesting, right? He has he can pick anything he wants, right, to focus on. If he wants to do an Italian mob movie, he could just do Italians. But he doesn't. If he wants to do um, you know, you think of you think of the Civil War, you think of so many things. The number one that comes into your head is what? They abolished slavery, right? Yeah. It wasn't slavery for the Irish people, right? Yeah. Why not make that movie about, you know, about war? I think the history, he grows up, he grew up with the fact that, you know, Italians were the Irish people of his time, right? When he's growing up, right? Well, I I would say uh, Italians were the first minority and then the Irish and then black people. That's the order. Right. So the Fargo season that talks about it, actually. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess I thought Irish were first and then Italians. Well, it was just Jews first and then Italians and Irish. No, Italians were... um, I mean, the the order is is minimal, but like yeah, no, Irish, the order is minimal. No, 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 no. last whites to be inter- entered into the American whatever. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's why they got pushed. I guess for none of this makes sense, guys. I know it's all stupid. And, no, it's yeah. very stupid. You know, I get, but it's basically it's like, well, I was here before you, so right, get in that's line. What it is. Let's uh-huh. get in line. It's one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just a, I think it's a matter of that. Um, him seeing him, you know, growing up in history, just reading, like, going like that, and having to pick, well. The easy, the easy thing is to have the Irish, but I think he wanted to show how blended they are. I yeah. think he's trying. To, I think he's trying to show how how an Irish person and a and an Italian people they, they basically are doing the same thing. Um, you know, they they both have their own things going on. They both have mobs, right? Mm-hmm. They both have. Uh, they they're both struggling from coming from a different country. You know, yeah. uh, being foreigners and eventually getting accepted as just white. 
right? Especially now, right? Yeah, yeah. Like now they're now it's like completely integrated. I guess Italian is still really strange to like a lot of old, especially a lot of old people. They're like, oh, we're like we're Italian. We're not white. I go. Well, I think they're trying to separate from white people because it's becoming a little bit of the norm. And I I get that, but I was saying, but old people are saying that. But now I think other people in general now people will tell you, no, I'm Italian. And you're like, okay, like you're here means you're white. I mean, here, if you're bored here, you're, you're white, bro. Like, it, yeah. it is what it is. Like, let's be realistic. It's just, it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. um, you've already been ingrained in that. Like, it's everybody else's turn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're still trying to still hold on to this. Like, you've already been, you've you've been into the little boys club. You're admitted into the little boys club. Yeah. You know? And that's what, that's the, I think he's doing it from the perspective of just having all these, um, the Irish, how similar they are to Italians. They have the same exact things as I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I just wanted to ask yeah. you guys if you guys thought of it. Uh, yeah. you guys That's think? how I see it. Mm-hmm. So. I agree with that. So um, like I said, I'm not white. I'm European. Sure. That's how I get away with things. So all the white people come from, by the way. You're right, right, exactly. Oh, 100% of them, by the way. All right. Um, <laughs> colonizer. <laughs> colonizer. Yes, we are. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, also this movie was famous for like, um, it was, uh, he wanted to make this movie like 10 years beforehand and he had initially thought to, to have Meryl Streep to be in the Cameron Diaz role. Oh. Uh, that was a famous thing. I don't know who else he had in mind. Maybe Robert De Niro for or Leo. I'm not sure. Cause he was <laughs> Ray Liotta. <laughs> Ray Liotta. <laughs> Liotta. Um, who knows? Who knows? But I know that Meryl Streep was for sure his number one. Um, big change that he couldn't get uh, when he when he made that movie. <laughs> She's um, too old. Yeah, at that point, yeah. But what do you think of that? What do you think of uh, Leo and Cameron Diaz's thing? Uh, what's her name? Jenny? Jenny. I forgot about Cameron Diaz like, and her existence, honesty. <laughs> because you haven't seen her in a while? No. Her in general. I forgot she was a thing. That's what I'm saying, because you haven't seen her in anything new in a while, right? In anything at all, period. Like She's been in, like... Under a rock for quite a little some bit. Time, right? Well, she's been. I don't know she pops up every once in a while for like a supporting role in some comedy, but hmm. it is rare. It is rare. I think I'm right. I haven't seen her either in a while, but I always remember her. Yeah, she's always been like being John Malkovich, The Mask, Kansas, New York. Those are the top three movies for her for me. Charlie's Angels. Come on, dude. Well, not not. For, I'm saying for me. <laughs> I, I, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't remember Charlie's Angels. That's yeah. the joke. Good, good. Um, what do you think of her? Uh, of her in the movie. She was alright. I always remember that thing where she's like pickpockets people with like that fake arm thing. Yeah. Well, she puts the glove down. It's like a, the case of the... It's just like yeah. the glove. It's not like yeah. a, a fake arm. You know, she's not doing a whole bit. <laughs> she doesn't have props, you know. <laughs> not yet. No, no, not yet. Um, I like that whole description. What do you think? I mean, um, I feel like like a lot of Martin Scorsese movies, the female character is almost always uh, the you know the punting is like it's punted away from the movie. In this one, it isn't as bad as others, but because she isn't like annoying or like in the way necessarily. Yeah. Um, I like her a lot. I like her uh, this female character written better um, than other than than like Casino, for example, or like well, well, Casino. She had a bigger role. Yes, she had a cause. Yeah, I'll say Casino. I mean, I would say anybody in. Uh, but a lot of them are also meant to be like shrill or in the way of things, and I hate those those kind of like descriptors. I hate those kind of like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I would say she has a little bit more agency in this movie, but she's also not in it as much as you think she is. She's a lot in the beginning, and then a good chunk of the movie really she's not in it because he is Amsterdam is so focused on his revenge plot and uh, all that. I mean, this movie feels also very Shakespearean. You know, if it's Shakespearean or Machiavellian, right? The guy even says it later on in the movie. 
Like he saves him one day in a theater, no less, which is like very Abraham Lincoln. It's about to happen, by the way, in reality. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln is about to get killed in a couple of years. The same way Bill the Butcher uh, assassination attempt happened, right? And that's what you're supposed to think of all that. Um, and like he stops him there only to try to kill him the next day. And uh, and then his best friend, who's jealous of him with his other girl, like betrays this. Like you know, it's all very Shakespearean. What do we think of this shit? Does it sound? Did it feel believable to you? Oh yeah. Hmm. The uh, no. Jaded so, guy fucks him over. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. I feel like the uh, I so the whole transition of him trying to do. I feel like the movie's trying to do that. Uh, they do like little things about every time he sees a character uh, as as he's grown up 16 years later, right? Mm-hmm. He sees a character, he gets to call but the flashback of the, right before they went to the to war, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, that's like, uh, almost like an ally. I can see you as an ally, potential ally, right? Potential person or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like they're adding stuff uh, the throughout the, throughout the movie. Um, but when he's like plotting his revenge of what he wants to do you know you kill the king you have to show you have to make sure everyone sees when you kill a king you can't just hide it you know do it in the back alley or whatever. yeah it's one of those voiceover things yeah. yeah 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 um and i just feel like uh i feel like it's right there staring at him in his face about what his father is and he doesn't have to he doesn't see it until he gets kicked out but it is almost like a not a 180 but it's a sharp 90 degree turn um of like wanting to do what he do and i it's a little bit especially this time around i was very noticeable um and I was just like, eh. It felt, it felt a little, uh, it felt a little lazy. Like I guess because like he had it, like it took him. I don't know. It was just like it just feels like that's the next logical step in for us because I just mm-hmm. you know. But for him, it just felt like it was very much a sharp, like ninety degree turn kind of thing. Like, well, now I thought of this kind of thing. You know, now I know I should rally up and do this. And I felt like Bill the Butcher is teaching him all these things already. You should have thought of it beforehand. Like you should have already like known if you wanted mm. to fight him or kill him as a man. I, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know about that because all that came after his attempt, right? The whole point of the movie, they hold off to show him anything real about what he can do is about like you know making his own gang. No, I guess I mean, yeah. you know it all starts a- after all that. Like, and yeah, that crosses mind because he was alone the whole time. Well, I think it starts crossing his mind. That, that's like that's just so little. Yeah. Of t- things that they show is that when he saves him. He's yeah. crying that he saved him. His time that he could have died. Why do I have to let him be the? You know, why does it have to? Yeah, well, I really like that scene. Uh, I like the scene too. At least his selfishness and how revenge can really like warp you. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I I one hundred percent agree with you. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. but at the same time, I feel like that's also a scene of like where he's like, man, it's it has to be. But it, I feel like he's getting his doubts of not just his anxiety of being able to kill him, but he's also being trained to like. These are the ways of combat. These are the you know saying like he's being told all these things mm-hmm. about his dad that he's never knew about Bill the Butcher. You know, liking him in a weird way, like liking the devil almost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, my favorite one of my favorite lines in the voiceover parts is that he says like, "It's uh, it's it's strange being took under a wing of a dragon. It's warmer than you think. It's warmer than you think. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I like that line a lot. Right. It is. And I mean, it's he says it. You know, but it takes him to. I just feel like that. It does feel more prominent or more pronounced, mm-hmm. should I say, this time around. I did want to mention that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, what do you think of the voiceovers in this movie? A lot of people, when this movie came out, a lot of people did not like the voiceovers in this movie. They find it grating or annoying and telling too much information where the movie is like... No, I think actually it's perfect. Movie, it's, 
And as for the world, it's great. fantastic. I feel the yeah. same. <laughs> Good. Yeah, especially like that scene when he's explaining up uh, uh, what's her name, what she is, a bludgeon or a bludgeon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. A girl like, pickpocket. Because, yeah. be, because you're being introduced to a world that you don't know anything about. They're talking about it. It takes a lot of shit. sand to be a turtle dove. Right. And, and bro, <laughs> but you're like. A lot of sand. Right. And you're like, a lot of sand? Like, what? <laughs> but you know, in the whole thing, ball is lost. Right. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. Of course, we are, we get that. But I'm yeah. there's, the, yeah. it's got its own dialogue. Like, yeah, and then, and then inside that dialogue, there's even more dialogue. They say so much shit that even at one point, he's like, I don't even know what you're calling me. Yeah, yeah. he's like, are you it's calling like, me like, a chip? Like, I'm calling you a, know a Fiddlin' Ben. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is a Fiddlin' Ben? Ben, right. right. It's yeah. so old. He's like, I don't know your fucking old-ass slang. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if you're, you know, the chiseler is the word, right? It's yeah. awesome. And you're like, but you never heard that scene in Atlanta that's like that. An old timer up the streets comes to these young hoods. Oh, is there? He says the same. It's so funny because he talks in his jive, whatever, and the guys are talking in their modern slang, and it's funny. Um, I just started watching Atlanta, so. Oh, it's good. Um, Anyway. uh, Yeah, I I agree. I also love the voiceover. I think it's also very Scorsese. I mean, he... I mean, I, I oh, think yeah, when he stop, he's, he doesn't always use it, okay? But it's just like his most iconic movies, he's using it in, right? He is using yeah. So like in Goodfellas, obviously uses a lot. Casino, a lot. And Gangs of New York, obviously a lot. But yeah, like, Casino is also used by multiple people. Yeah, mul- yeah, I love when the movie kind of like separates, actually, yeah. and goes to other people. Um, and then you think of uh, The Departed has a little bit sprinkled in there. And then you think of, uh, what's that movie with Leo in The, the Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, he uses uh, he, he mixes in a few others as well, but like a lot of his other movies, never uses it once. It's, he only uses it when I think he wants to have a certain energy, and I think there is a certain energy and a flow to the movie with the voiceovers. I feel like it would be way more boring or less entertaining or something if they didn't have all of the voiceovers. Um, yeah, uh, but also he's a rock and roll filmmaker, guys. Um, like, there's a lot of things the movie kind of opens up that doesn't have to explain, doesn't really feel the need to explain. It just does it because it's a, it's a good scene to transition to another, and he doesn't care. He's rock and roll about it. Um, famously, Goodfellas does a lot of that. This movie has some, too. Um, what do we think of now, Bill the Butcher? Oh, my God. 1,000%. One of the best characters created. Okay. I mean, um, he's violent, psychotic demanding race i mean he's maybe not your hero how about that? no he's definitely not a hero he's a hero to some but the, i say your hero <laughs> no okay yeah the, the people he's a hero to are the probably the people you don't want to be associated with it's like it's like loving tyler durden right in fight club like okay it's a good movie he's an entertaining character but don't love him right you know yeah. like he, yeah he's like a modern your modern day um, i don't even know who to fucking choose to be uh, his modern day um, I don't know, but he's he, the, he's a guy. He's he's so like I am pro America. You don't even know, but like instead of having that hard argument about like what America is, mm-hmm. and you don't know what it is. Yeah. He doesn't ever want to have that. He has his version of what America is, right? right. And it's only his version. It can only be his version. And yeah. Everybody else sucks, you know. And you didn't earn it. You didn't earn you to be here. You didn't do all these things that his forefathers did and what he sacrificed and what all his people, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. very much of that, that thing. And he embodies it so, so well, you know, that's what people, he is like, so sure of himself. He's so sure. He's so oh, sure yeah. of himself. Everyone, every person he kills is justified Yeah. before exactly. he even does it. Like it's, it's a, it's a certain level of psychotic 
like bad shit behavior. Yeah. Like, um, but he's so enjoyable to watch. Very much so. Yeah. It's hard to. It really that there's a blurring there. Uh, you can uh, it can ex- it explains why Amsterdam maybe has a hard time to kill this guy. Maybe. Yeah. Um, or not? No, no. He. I think when it came to it, he was gonna do it, but like. You you feel like him like he's beholden he's like learning with him he's like you know, he's, he's clearly a father figure to him at some point. I mean yeah, yeah. take my father so you become my father, right? Yeah no there's some well, yeah some of that. Um, I mean the favorite scene for me in the movie is a scene where um, he saves him from the attempted assassination. He's at the I guess Bill's house. I don't know where he lives. Um, oh, and he goes downstairs to talk to him right. You guys know what scene I'm talking about? When he tells him about like his history, what he what he thinks of the priest of his father. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. After I mean, that's fucked. the biggest scene. That's, yeah, that's a great thing. scene. Like, like, how do you feel? Like you're in the room with the man who killed your father. Yeah, and, and he's, he's showing so, so much respect. reverence, so much reverence and respect. The only person. But even at the beginning of the film, when he kills the father, he says. This one you leave intact. You don't cut right. his ears off. You don't right. do nothing. He tra- yeah, he. I, I'm gonna say something about this. Okay? Yeah, go, yeah. A, I have to- or it could have been for show, or it yeah, could have been I, just genuine. I'm gonna, hmm. I'm gonna mention something here because he he kills him dirty. He kills him. Oh yeah, he, he grabs one of his own guys. He, he uh, grabs one of his own yeah. guys. Well, first of all, the priest is injured. He just gets injured beforehand on his left on his arm. Yeah. Okay. He just got he just got slashed right. He sees him get slashed. He knows that his the guy's going to react to attack him like that, right? Okay. Which is fine. It's a reaction. But he pushes his own guy in him just to get as close as possible to him. You know what I'm saying? He, he never fights him how he should fight him. How he even himself says we should have a fight. You get what I'm saying? I think he's already there. The fact that they're there on that battlefield no. is as close to a straight I, fight. I suppose else. so. Yeah, no, I suppose so. I definitely he, don't. I think but he some. calls him out. And yeah. that's the difference, you know? He calls them out going like, well, let's fight, me and you. Now we're here. Now we have this fight. No one's going to bother us. You know that, you know? If he calls them out, right, no one would bother them. They would see them like, oh, that's Bill. Fuck that. Like, oh, that's the priest. Nope, let him do his shit. Because mm-hmm. it ends right after. And it's just, he he kills yeah. him dirty. And obviously, killing him dirty is like, well, I'm gonna, obviously, he even tells him, like, the first fight he ever did, how he lost the eye, mm-hmm. how he did all Because it's not the first fight that they've had. It's just, right. just like the, the, the resolving. One, right? Yeah. Um, so he says that that's what he's just like his best adversary. The only also, one he's also ever remember, and we get this. We had a voiceover that's at the very top before the, even the battle of that beginning is that he says that he forgets most of the things. He just remembers very little, and the rest he gets from dreams. So we don't know how much this is the kids we we retelling of the story. It is. You're not wrong. So we also don't know. Anything. Um, I mean, he remembers some things that are true. Obviously, I mean, it's true enough. Obviously, the movie's not saying like, oh, think you know, take some things as true, but it's also like dramatized in such a way also uh, that we are supposed to take it a certain way. This is a kid's retelling of it. Um, it's like you try to remember how your first apartment looked like. You know, like it's really hard. Well, now you, okay, no. I mean, this right. is a bad example because we are, this, is, this is my first apartment. I should know as much. Like, um, but whatever. Um, yeah, but Brother Butcher is so entertaining to watch and that scene uh, works for me uh, every single time I watch it with him in Amsterdam in bed. Not in bed, you know what I mean. In, while he uh, posts Jenny. And it's it's quotable. It's good. It talks about um, his father in such a way and the, conf- the conflicting nature. Like, what he's thinking is insane. And I love how 
Amsterdam is not a good character. Like he is not the smartest guy. He's just no. like he is devoted. In his devotion, he's managed to gain some patience. He's managed to not get addicted to the many things that this world offers to stop thinking about how harsh your reality is. Like you think of grog, beer, heroin, God knows what. Like he oh, those opium dens. Opium dens too. Like imagine where he would be. If he didn't have this driving force with him, he would have been dead in the streets a long time ago, like the other Irishman. Like, who knows what it would be? His devotion to revenge leads him to be like a cleaner, purer version of himself, sure, which is a weird positive. But, like, he's not that smart either way. He no, has. he's not. And Bill the Butcher is way more involved into his machinate. Like, he knows what he's doing, what the consequences of what he's doing. When he goes kill, when he kills Monk in front of his own fucking shop, is like it is calculated, oh, up, yeah, yeah, and it, it is fucked up. He doesn't want to fight that. Like, he doesn't want to fight that guy head on like Priest Fallon. He has to. He has to like. He's got to do the dirty thing. Yeah. yeah, he waits for him to turn his back, and then throws the fucking butcher's knife at him. He does that twice, Roth. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so like that's what we because the guy's clearly a bigger murderer than him. Like he's gonna out club him for sure. He's got forty four yeah. notches on that fucker. I mean, granted, Bill the Bush has probably killed that many too, but yeah, you know, that's yep. a lot. I agree. But he can't. He can't defeat him. He can't go against Priest Valen with a sword. He'll lose that one. He has to trick him, uh, which speaks to his conniviness, of course, and contradictions. Um, I like and I like that line a lot. Like um, you know. We had the same principles, but it was faith that divided us. How often does that happen in history? All the time. All the time, right? Wars. How many wars, right? And, uh, yeah, I just like that about the movie. It's very, like, it, it centralizes a lot of the civil war upheaval with just these people. And they're not even right. talking about the same thing. They just have their own issues. But, like, it's the same, right? Um, last thing, I swear to God. Well, not the last thing, because this, this is already long. But um, there's this whole sequence. And this is, I love the editing of this movie. I think the editor did get a reward for it. I think it was Thelma Schoonmaker who who edited this movie. What? I don't think you can say that with hard R. Thelma Schoonmaker? <laughs> it's a joke. Okay. Um, and she edited this movie, and this is a great scene where, like, this is towards the end, right before the battle, at the last battle, um, where they're, they're telling you what's going on in different parts of New York mm-hmm. with the mob. Yes. I love that scene. What do you guys think of that scene? Oh, dude, it was all over the place. Yeah, it feels like they're doing this. They're on this street. They're on this street. They're doing this. Like they kidnap a Negro here. They they burn down an orphanage there. They the two cops are down on this area. Yeah, we need need a hundred men here, fifty men here, right? Um, it showed the chaos of it for sure. (laughs) I actually one of the my favorite parts of the movie was actually like the very end. How you just have like the the graves, yeah, and New York is just evolving, and they're just standing there and just. That was a great. I love that shot. That shot. And it was just like everything you kind of done is kind of for nothing because it's the city's completely changing. Is, is that what you saw it for nothing? That's kind of yeah. It's like you like hundreds of years have passed, mm. and you are just insignificant. Probably no one even remembers who you are anymore. Wow! Despite I think all you could you've done, that, I think you could take that last shot as anything. Ralph, what do you think of that last shot? Do you think uh, as Luke thinks, like that how insignificant there are people was? In comparison to the tide of the times? Uh, I don't know about it's significant. I feel like... Uh, I feel like these were forces that could have done probably way more 
things to influence New York. Not that they didn't influence New York, but they heavily influenced New York mm-hmm. with a lot of things, especially with just helping other people do things in New York, like the Tabity or whatever. That guy was so cool. It's, it's a lot of votes we're bearing today. Yeah, that was a shitty line, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hot <laughs> um, soup and bread tomorrow. Two <laughs> All right. Um, I think there's like of that nature, but it's also. No, I actually see it as a. Uh, it's like fighting for your right. I, I see it more like as like they 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 exist that that you know cemetery exists because it needs to exist for the reason that they influenced the you know the Irish people to fight for themselves as like you have you're you're in this you're gonna be here you ex- you belong here you know kind of thing um, slash of the things the resistances that you met. I don't see it as a, it was insignificant. Maybe it seems insignificant now, but I mean, I, I see it as like violence made New York possible, and in turn, America. There's a lot of like the violent upheaval of like change and interchange and the boiling pot nonsense, right? You think of uh, that one scene where you're talking about the black guy uh, dancing to an Irish tune, right? And like it's an American mess, he calls it, right? And yeah. like how unique that is to the world. Um, Yes, yes, look. And um, <laughs> um and and I think that that ending is almost like it's almost like in a weird like thing where like we are not forgetting who is buried there. We now know where they're right. at and how right. like we're not forgetting even if the rest of the world is forgetting, you're watching something that will make you not forget it. Like where they're buried. Even if their headstones are gone, that view tells you that they're right there. Um, and I like how, you know, this, this came out in 2002, remember? So uh, they kept the Twin Towers, obviously, very too soon, if they imagine if they didn't. Uh, but that was like, that was a big, that was a big difference. So I, I did not know mm-hmm. that many changes of the New York skyline uh, there were, you know, to how big it got. I mean. Well, you only got so much real estate, you know? Yeah, right. I guess. You, so, got, yeah. you, gotta, you, you gotta go, go somewhere. You, you gotta go, go up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what was funny, though? Another thing that came up? Hmm. How when Jane was trying to convince him to go to San Francisco... Oh my god, he has to go all the way down the way Jesus, to Jesus, yep, gotta go all the way down. Oh, Canada, Canada, guys. Jesus Christ. Not good. It's yeah. like, wait, no, San Francisco, that's just across the. Cu- cu- oh my god. That's the, still easier than crossing on a wagon. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And there's no Pan- Panama Canal either, remember? Yeah, Not yet. So. Not yet. Oh, that's what you said anyway. Yeah. Um, anything else on Gangs in New York, guys? What do you think about the TV series that's gonna that's in pre-production? Is the TV series about the same people or what? It's also being directed by Scorsese. Well, not the whole thing, probably. He's too old. For uh, He's probably directing the first movie, the first episode, uh, right? Yeah, probably. Because uh, that's what he did with Boardwalk Empire. He directed the first episode. He's like, "All right, I'm out." You know, <laughs> yeah. you take it from here, motherfuckers. Yeah, and don't fuck up. You got HBO money, and they didn't fuck up. It was a good show. Um, One day I'll watch it. Yeah, they, oh. they started. Uh, so this the movie takes place in the sixties, right? Eighteen sixties. Eighteen sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the the canal starts building in eighty-one, and it's not finished until nineteen fourteen. No, that's so you yeah, gotta go around, son. Yeah, no, nah, we needed that canal, bro, <laughs> for a long last time, and it was almost too late by then too, because airplanes were right around the corner. Um. All right. Any, uh, uh, so about the show, where's it coming out on that HBO? Or? It's just in pre-production. There's very limited things on. Oh, it's right just now, very, so very new. It's too new. Yeah. Now. All right. Are you guys gonna watch it? Probably. I don't know. Hmm. I'll say yeah. Probably. I'll probably watch. It. 
Uh, I would say you should watch Boardwalk Empire before you watch that, but whatever. We'll see. Um, anyway, anything else on Gangs I, I, I do kind of want to see the, uh, I, I mean, read the book that it's based off on. I mean, yeah, this is based on some real historical facts for sure, but it's just yeah. a movie, so it's all I mean, we, we don't know how what they really said or anything. I was like, it's all made up. Um, well, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff is based on like actual people. Yeah, but it's all made up, like everything that happened. We don't know what happened, how it happened, you know, none of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very little of it. All right. I think that's it for our show, our <laughs> review. I'm just saying, because I'm not saying anything. Someone's going to go. Um, that is it for our review of Gaz in New York, and that is it for our show. You have been, this whole time, listening to another movie podcast. Don't forget that we come out every other Wednesday. So next time, Roth is speaking the movies. Roth, what do you got for us? What tantalizing new film well, listen, titles? Are it's we gonna... apparently my last time for this year that I get to pick movies. Yes, we have two more shows. Oh, yeah, I'll mention this in a minute, but yes, go ahead. So since this is my last time, I have to make people work for it. Um... We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch three movies that are currently in theaters. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, The Fablements, which I know everyone doesn't want to, but fuck you, and the no, menu. just me, just me, and the menu. Correct. Those who missed it, yeah, the menu. All three yes. theaters right now, and hopefully all three in theaters. I think Fablements is like. Still semi-limited? I can't remember. It came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm I, well, see, the now. thing is, I didn't know when it came out. I was kind of hospitalized. Um, <laughs> you were kind of hospitalized, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Put you back in the hospital if you keep doing this shit. <laughs> then you can't watch the movies. Uh, all right, so those are three movies. Now, guys, remember, we're at the end of the year. So the reason we Roth didn't go with his 30th year anniversary pick is because the rest of the marathon, the last three films of the marathon, the anniversary marathon we're doing, it's going to be postponed till next year because we're wrapping up yeah, the year yeah. now. I thought it, I thought it was enough time, but I guess not. So I mean, we can super squeeze it in, but it really be, it wouldn't be that great. No, it wouldn't be that good. Right? We wouldn't take the. We wouldn't we be as just get rid of Ralph's picks and just do all three marathon movies next week. We've next done that before. Or, We've done that or, before. We can get rid of your picks. Actually, you know what? We should come back that way. Right? Yeah, we could. That we could just come back with the 30th year anniversary picks. Yeah, that could it'll save us from watching, yeah. potentially not having anything on theaters. So well, yeah. well, we'll see what we come back. That's a, that's a different problem from the future. But anyway, so we're wrapping up the year. So the next two shows, Rob's and mine, I think, are next. Um, they're the last two official shows before we do, we do our top 10 stuff. So after that, it'll be the top 10 films of the year and so on. So uh, we want to make it work. We want to make it uh, make it worth it, so we're picking all new movies and so on, and try to catch up to the end of the year shit. Because there's a lot of good movies coming out, and we want to see them all. So we're gonna postpone the marathon until next year. So knowing that, watch these three movies. Uh, uh, check with us next time. Until then, guys. I'm Oscar and Luke. Little Ralph. See y'all later. Well played.